Welcome to episode five of uh, We Picked a Name. Actually, yeah. you came up with this name. We're happy huh? with this name. We're now the Open Betas podcast with Legal yeah. and Swim Fan. I guess the last part wouldn't necessarily be part of the title. Maybe just the Open Betas podcast. If one of uh, us you know, perishes suddenly, undergoes cardiac arrest. Yeah, with Regal. Replace. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about, what about if it's me that undergoes cardiac arrest? You know, uh, you never know. Life is short. Way. Um, yeah, so this is episode five. Uh, it's been a minute. We took a break for the holidays. What have you been up to? Oh, you know, uh, opening presents, nice. uh, shoveling the driveway and sitting around playing video games. Oh yeah. It snows where you are. That's yeah, very yeah, unfortunate. It snows here. It's nice though. I it hate snow. Really Did I ever fast. tell you that I hate snow with a uh, no, why, why do you hate why do you hate snow so bad? Well, we I live like you. I lived in North Dakota for uh, way more years than I needed to. And oh yeah, um, yeah, that would. Be I mean, that. we we had it. I mean, it was like worse than it was these days. Like I know apparently Minneapolis is basically just indoors the entire downtown area or whatever. There's like sky bridges everywhere. Yes, the skyways. Um, yeah. Um, but although that, it's you know, back... gained like 20 uh, the temperature's gone up like 20 degrees oh, since I, I was a kid well, so it's a little less deadly yeah that's, that's that's also true um but yeah we didn't have I, I think the main problem for us is we didn't have uh indoor parking so every day going to oh, wow. school was a struggle because uh you had to like heat up the car and like defrost the windows and stuff very annoying yeah I did and that I had to like shovel in, snow in high school too yeah yeah Etc. Just, uh, just a pain in the ass. And, uh, yeah, it's a huge pain in the ass, and it's just it makes it miserable to go outside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, cool. So, oh, I guess I should say what I did for the holidays, which is nothing except yeah. for. Um, so I mentioned I played Lost Ark, the new raid uh-huh. on NA Roshaza release. So that's what's been occupying my time. A bunch of Lost Ark. Um, um, anyway, so for today, our topic of choice was fighting games. Well, a fighting game. So you, you know, you got into, fight- well, actually we probably started, if you count me playing Street Fighter 2 in an arcade in China at like age four, um, you know, we probably yeah, started it. maybe even around the same time, but obviously your experience <laughs> with Street Fighter 2 right. is way different than mine. So um, I just wanted to, before we start, just want to give a quick summary of what is a fighting game. Uh, okay. So the easiest way, as usual, to describe these things is just to give you the names of games. So Street mm-hmm. Fighter, Tekken, Soul Calibur, Mortal Kombat, Smash. Well, so for for the purposes of this discussion, we're going to count Smash as a fighting game. Uh, yeah, I, think it I mean it, it breaks some the, of the rules, but yeah, yeah, it's a fighting game, I'd yeah. say. Um, so if you've ever seen any of these games, you know KOF, King of Fighters, Blaze Blue, Guilty Gear, um, Skull Girls. Marvel versus Capcom. These are fighting games. If you if you've yeah. seen them, you know what they are, and you don't really need to be describing them to you. But uh, if I were to kind of summarize uh, the rules or like what de- defines a fighting game, um, the one is that there's they're competitive, right? In other words, there's a mm-hmm. winner and a loser. Yeah. Um, and I think that's pretty universal in these things, which which is actually a pretty tough starting point, right? Because that's that's already a hard barrier for a lot of uh, players to get over uh it being competitive at all yeah like yeah. being able to lose to someone in the first place right yeah yeah i see that okay so for example like ladder anxiety was a big thing in like starcraft 
what is this? So it refers to like just the anxiety of getting higher up or on the ladder? Or uh, of basically like hitting the ranked match button and playing a game against another person and um, and potentially losing, right? Don't the, uh, uh, but the real competitors, uh, they get a thrill out of that feeling, don't they? Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. Uh, the problem, of course, is that we can't just make games only for the real. Well, we can uh, if we want to, but um, as a starting uh -huh. point, you know, you you may not want to make a game only for the real, the quote unquote real competitors, right? Yeah, if you've, and if you've got enough quote unquote real competitors for keeping you in business. Right, right, exactly. Uh, which, uh, but at the same time, and this is something I believe, like if you want to make a game for only the real competitors, I mean, more power to you. You know, I think it can work. I oh, think there's course. enough. Yeah. Um, but, but as a starting point, like I don't necessarily think you... I don't think you should start, but with the assumption that you're going to exclude all the people that are not real competitors. Um, right, right. Uh, and then the next one is it's usually one v one. So there's a lot of competitive games that are team based, uh, fighting games, almost exclusively are not team based. Like there's team formats, but the core gameplay is almost usually one v one. Yeah, and even um, if you've got like a team thing going, like King mm -hmm. of Fighters, it's still one yeah. player versus one player. And like they have like Street Fighter Cross Tekken did this like funny tournament where they like when you tagged in the character you tagged in your teammate, uh -huh. uh, but like those oh, wow. are like one-off tournaments and those are kind of memes, right? And um, that's only if you of... follow the offline rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That? Okay. Yeah. Um, so they're usually one v one. They're usually round based. So they're obviously they're they're based on. Um, well, I guess you you might know this, but from my perspective, they're obviously based on real combat sports, right? Like mm -hmm, boxing. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of what goes on in them is is very similar to the rules of actual combat sports. So round base, like boxing, you know, boxers go for, I don't know what it is, I don't watch combat sports, but like two minutes probably, and then they take a break, right? Mm -hmm. And then someone someone wins the two minutes that goes on the scorecard, and then uh, you take a break and you go again. And fighting games follow the same pattern, uh, yeah. almost all of them, right? Um, so in Smash, it's stocks, but uh, which is slightly different, but in Street Fighter, uh, Tekken, uh, for example, you start each round with some amount of health. You punch each other. Uh, one person loses all their health. You, you win the round, but you don't win the game, right? You keep playing for for some number of rounds until you win the game. Right. Uh, you know, three out of five, two out of three, something like that. So everyone gets another chance, or if you felt right. like you were, you know, rushed down, you can mm -hmm. come back and change your strategy for a round. Yep. You get a fresh start. Um, and very similar also to boxing, you have a triangle, like a fire emblem weapon triangle which is attack block throw right and this one this one is not universal but even smash has some version of this where it's like you to do damage you have to do an attack uh if your attack is if you're in a bad position or your attack is weaker than the opponent or you want to or your opponent's using a risky attack you can block right to put yourself in an advantage state mm -hmm. um, and not take damage if you predict it and then if the opponent is blocking you can throw uh which you know, usually has some drawback, like you can't combo out of it, or it's very short range, but you beat a block, right? Because otherwise you could block. Yeah, you can, you can beat a turtling opponent right. uh, with some throws if they're just constantly yeah. blocking. Exactly. Um, and so that's that's normally the pair. And that I think that follows, I don't know anything about combat sports, so this analogy is... <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't really either. might go off the rails, <laughs> but I, I think that generally follows a lot of like um, strategy and combat sports, but again, I don't know anything, so... I mean that, that they seem they seem very related, and I think it's yeah. 
the the time limit is another like really related thing. Mm -hmm. Oh right, you, you yeah. You can't just you can't just mess around mm -hmm. indefinitely, and it just yep. prevent it just means it uh, it uh, forces aggression, it forces yep. forward yep, movement exactly. rather than sitting back and waiting for the other guy to make a mistake. And that's uh well you know to to some to uh it stops that from from it happening to an extreme extent right but obviously that still happens um true, and the true. thing yeah and that's that's the other thing the rounds are short right like in boxing it's like mm -hmm. and so the, you know if a basketball game is like two hours of real time a match of boxing is usually not anywhere close to that right uh, i think <laughs> i'm pretty sure uh, it's not i don't i don't think i don't so. actually I think know. you can't really uh, uh, but yeah the rounds and fighting games are similar right like instead of a game of dota or a game of league that takes like 30 to 45 to 60 minutes uh, each round mm -hmm. you can just be done and determine a winner in uh, 99 seconds usually right or or something yeah i think yeah, i'm looking it up here it looks like boxing is usually a minute or to a minute and a half rounds okay or uh, uh length rounds and mm -hmm. uh the World Championship fights can go as long as fifteen rounds, but uh, I see. Okay, lowest amount, like I guess, is the bantamweight, which is three rounds of one minute each. Oh, interesting. That's so short. Wow. Yeah. Surprising. Yeah, it's um, like a punch out. Yeah, it is. And the other paradigm, uh, moving back to this list of things about fighting games, is there's usually three concepts that are always there, which is like hit stun, uh, meaning if you get hit, you can get hit again, which is like a which is how combos exist, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you get hit, you can't do anything for some amount of time, and they can hit you again, or you they put you in disadvantage. Um, there's recovery, yeah. which is like if you miss, you can get hit, right? Um, yeah, or even or, if you don't miss, there's still a recovery. Right, right. Or if you get if you get blocked, right, hit. you can get hit out of it. And then there's also startup, which is like, uh, you know, there's. Uh, there's some amount of time before your attack comes out. Like throwing a punch, you have to wind up the punch, right? Or you can throw a short punch that does less damage. Um, similarly, there's this idea that like you have to wait some amount of time before your attack comes out um, and you can get hit during that. Uh, right. And there's some, now, and also there's the concept of like an invincibility frames mm -hmm. that can be in a startup or at right. some point in your special that you want to work yep. around. There's a lot of, you know, this this basic system gives a lot of room for additions, right? Like invincibility, like you said, or reversal, mm -hmm. things like that. But mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, almost basically all games have start with this, this kind of concept. And uh, I think that's also important because it lends consistency to the game, right? Like you can study the game and learn the numbers behind all these things. And it's important for the competition that these things are consistent. Um, yes. For now, um, right? I think it's possible to have something that's not, but but usually all fighting games have very consistent, um, you know, they call it, we call it frame data. Um, Do they not? Because I know they make balance changes nowadays mm -hmm. in like Street Fighter games. Do they not change? They do, they do. But what I mean is like within, uh, within the round, it's consistent, right? Oh, okay, yeah. Like yeah. in a given patch, for example, like it's always it's always going to be the same. So you kind of, yes. you can kind of learn and calculate uh, certain yeah, things. Yeah, there's predictability to it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the last thing is, uh, actually not the last thing. Uh, one more thing, it's a game of open information, um, like chess. There's no, uh, and and similarly, zero to, no to very little RNG, right? Mm. Um, which is, uh, Yeah, is know. there any luck that way? 
Like, um, yeah, there can be. So, like, for example, Smash has a ton of RNG if you play oh, sure, the casual sure. mode, right? Yeah. Um, in, 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 in older Smash games, um, not Ultimate, uh, some stages have RNG where it's like, you know, the, right. it changes at a random time or a spaceship flies by and shoots you, right? But in, uh, in our sort of like uh, classic fighting games, mm -hmm. is, there any, is there anything like that? Like, is there a randomness when you both throw the same thing at the same time, maybe? Ah, so those, those interactions tend to work the same way. Um, they tend to work consistently. Uh, not necessarily predictably, but consistently. Um, okay. There is sometimes randomness built into characters, though, um, or within the game systems. Sometimes mm. there's randomness. So uh, item characters, for example. Um, I, I think Faust is no longer random in Strive, but um, a character that throws, uh, it's a common, par a common trope, uh, motif to have a character that throws a set of items. You press the mm -hmm. command that throws an item, and it throws a random item, right? Oh, okay, uh, okay. I think I think a lot of games these days throw items in a certain order, not randomly, but anyway, um, mm -hmm. random RNG does exist, but it's very very low, right? And definitely not anything close to the RNG of a card game. And it's still open information, as in you can't hide anything from your opponent, right? You can see. Yeah, I, I guess the only doing. thing. I guess the only thing you can hide is you doing the button inputs leading up to a super or something. Right, right, yeah. But that's yeah. about it. But, you can see everything the person mm -hmm. is doing. Right, you can see everything they're doing. And most importantly, you know everything they're capable of doing, right? Uh, which I yep. guess is true of a lot of closed information games as well, but um, I think it's... And that's another, that's another you know, uh, uh, kind of barrier to entry is... is... Mm -hmm. To mm -hmm. really be good, you not only have to know your character, you want to know everyone's character that you might go up against. Um, that is true. We will talk a lot about barrier to entry coming up if we if we get there. We have a okay. I'll stop interrupting. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Go keep interrupting. That's the oh, okay. Um, next thing is there's a variety of moves. Um, so that's not true of like there's there are some fighting games that are like um, like toy games. I like to call them like they're there to like uh, demonstrate a concept like dive kick if you've heard of dive kick or yeah, footsies I have. uh, I those those are pretty much the fighting games is. but for most for most uh quote unquote serious fighting games right there's a large variety of moves there's a lot of options um, and you get all of them at the same time that's in contrast to card games where you also have a lot of options a ton of options right you have ten thousand options and then you put 60 of them or 40 of them or whatever into your deck and then mm -hmm. from the deck at any given time you only have the options in your hand right yeah uh, right okay yeah uh fighting games you have all your options at the same time and usually you have you know uh 10 20 30 in tekken i think every character has like 30 40 moves but um yeah so you it gives more variation in strategy right. I, I guess or more well uh, options, uh maybe <laughs> that's a that's a good topic um i have some thoughts about this idea of like false um customizability Oh, okay, uh, like cool. if you look at the, have you played Path of Exile? Uh, no. Uh, have you seen Path of Exile? Uh, let me see. I don't think I have. I know of it. Have you heard of Path of? Who are you? <laughs> I've you... heard of it. I've heard of it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I know it exists. Is it like a Diablo? <laughs> yeah, it's a Diablo clone. It's like a free to play okay, MMO right. style Diablo clone. Yeah, um, okay. No. I anyway, uh, Path of Exile made. This is a total tangent. Path of Exile made kind of. Um, 
uh, waves because it has this gigantic talent tree, like, you know, League of Legends talents, right? Like you uh-huh, press uh-huh. this node and you get like an ability and you don't get the other ones. It has a th- gigantic talent tree. And everyone was like, oh, it's so cool. You can build your character however you want because there's so there's like, you know, trillions of options. But in reality, there's not actually trillions of options, right? Like you certain talents central around each other um, okay. or like centralized. So it's like, oh, my, well, my goal is to, I know I need to get this one specific thing because it's the best out of, even if there's 10,000 options, there's still one that's the best option. And um, the variety is not as high as um, you right. might expect the, given just the, the meta of, may lean towards a certain right, way of doing exactly. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I'm looking at this skill tree. It's a lot yeah. Of, although it says there's passive stuff in it too. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's passives. Um, I don't know too much about PoE. Like I, dabbled in it barely but uh, it'd be an interesting topic Um, and the very last thing i want to say is like skill difference correlates very strongly with your win percentage yeah Um, this is a sliding scale Um, uh, chess for example is a game Mm -hmm. where skill difference correlates even more with win percentage than fighting games right Um, Uh, a game like starcraft why why would that be why would chess oh because uh, because in a lot of, well, I guess it depends, um, number one, but for example, you can make, uh, input errors in even, even the best players make input errors in fighting games, right? Yes. Um, and, uh, you can die for that in chess. Uh, it can still happen. It does still happen, but fundamentally you can't make an input error. Like yeah, yeah. you can make it, they call it a mouse slip where you click, you know, if you're playing online, you click the wrong button, right? Right, um, right. But fundamentally, uh, at a high level, um, you can't make an input error, for example. Yeah, you, so can, chess... you can fumble getting out your super, but you're not going right. to fumble moving your queen. Right, exactly. Um, I mean, I guess it's good. <laughs> <People> <laughs> right, right, yeah. Um, and then there's there's things like uh, you can do some like tactics in fighting games that allow you to win just by guessing, right? Like there's still RNG in the yeah. sense that like you can just do a wake-up super three times and hit your opponent three times. Uh, well obviously you can't usually do a super three times in one round but anyway like you can you can take tactics that allow you to be a more fundamentally sound player yeah Um, that's interesting there's so there's the concept of button mashing in fighting mm -hmm. games but not in not in chess right exactly like and a button masher could conceivably be a pretty good person just because they have no idea what to expect and Mm -hmm. they don't follow the strategies that are normally out there Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. And uh, and they can beat a better person once, right? Uh, it's going to be yeah. hard to do it consistently. But that's yes. why the correlation is like, how much does your skill difference correlate with win percentage, right? In chess, it's almost 100%. It's hard to imagine it being, um, you know, if the skill difference is very large, it's hard to imagine the more skilled player ever losing if they're right, taking right. it seriously, right? Unless Whereas in fighting that. games, okay, they might lose 5% of the time. Uh, I see, I see. Right. Unless they're doing you know, depending... that, uh, that vibrating anal bead thing. That, uh... <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that, that is a rumor. Um, yeah, it's not but, true. Yeah, that is, <laughs> I doubt it's true. That is pretty relevant. But uh, what a rumor to get off the ground. I mean, mm-hmm. just with no evidence. Yeah. Uh, like I, there's Richard a video Gere by thing. the person who is credited with spreading that rumor. Uh, he really? made a video about how it turned into this big thing and uh, he doesn't know what to do about it. Um, he basically just said it on stream as a joke. It got clipped and it got
got shipped to all the newspapers and it became a thing. So it wasn't the opponent that did it. No, no, no. It was it was just was a streamer. Somebody. It was uh, Eric Hansen from a channel called Chess Bras. Uh, oh, okay. Wow. He just made it as a joke when talking about the situation, and that's uh, he got clipped funny. and shipped. Yep. Clipped and shipped. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so those those are kind of the summaries of like, if we talk about what are the pillars of a fighting game, those are kind of what I came up with, right? Uh, so Yeah, I can't uh, think of anything else. Mm -hmm. uh, and so as we, as we continue through the conversation, um, you know, uh, and again, the thing is like a fighting game, to be considered a fighting, you can break one or two of these rules. Um, you can mm -hmm. maybe break three or four of them, but once you get to a certain point, it stops looking like a fighting game, right? Which, which might be fine, um, but... That's kind of the definition we're, we'll go with. Yeah, you know, the original Street Fighter that no one's played, uh, it didn't have throws, so it didn't have the nice mm. triangle. I think I know this, actually. Throw. Yeah. 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 So uh, you could do a lot of blocking. <laughs> I love blocking. I'm a professional yeah. blocker. Um, and then the thing about being a professional blocker is you can always complain when you get hit. Uh, it's like complaint equity. It's an Wait, point. you complain when you get What? What do you mean? You can always complain when you get hit. Yeah, because blocking is honorable, right? Um, and rushing down is dishonorable. So if you're <laughs> that, blocking a lot, and you're par and, and so if you're blocking, you're doing the honorable thing, right? So as soon as you get hit, when you're blocking, you can just complain. It's like, wow, that's such a dirty mix-up that you hit me with. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, 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 that's a, this concept of honorability. I am not aware. I'm not aware of it in fighting oh, games. Oh, in fighting games, there's a ton of of uh thoughts about what's honorable and what's not interesting it's usually when a... people say that uh i i write down okay do the dishonorable things to win right well that's that's true um that is how like there's a lot of characters uh i think this one you probably are familiar with there's a lot of characters that are considered dishonorable right because of their play style um these are usually like gimmicky rushdown guesswork characters um, or yes, yes very very top tier characters right yeah i um, guess i would I... I guess I would always use the word cheap. Yeah, exactly. Cheap, dis you know, cheap, uh, imbalanced, dishonorable. Yeah, even uh, an idiot could have done that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Which, which yeah, is kind okay. of the point. Um, but yeah, so, uh, and then before we start, to give some context to the rest of the discussion, I want to really quickly run through what games we've played. Um, so I got mm. into fighting games from watching Ultimate Marvel versus, Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3. Uh, and I played the game, but I was, you know, this is my first game. I didn't have anyone to teach me, so I played it for like 20 hours uh, mm -hmm. and was really bad. Um, I played Skullgirls, uh, Street Fighter 4, BB Tag. Those are the ones I put the most time in. Um, BB Recently Tag I played... is, what's BB? Oh, is a Blaze Blue cross tag. Oh, Blaze battle. Blue, okay. Yes. It's the super casual Blaze Blue game. Um, okay. Nevertheless, I had a lot of fun. Uh, recently, I played Guilty Gear Strive for like 30 hours or so, and I dabbled in... Uh, more anime fighting games. I've I've played Smash a decent amount, but I never took it that seriously. Uh, and I dabbled in Street Fighter Five as well. Is Smash Four the Wii one? Yeah, S Smash Four, aka Super Smash Brothers for the Nintendo Wii U. Quite a what a catchy name. Oh, they didn't give it a a subtitle. No, they didn't. Like the, oh wow! They released it twice, which we'll actually talk about. Uh, they released it as Super Smash Brothers for the Nintendo 3DS and Super Smash Brothers for the Nintendo Wii U. Just the right. great. They did. I remember what, that. Absolutely great. I want to hear what you think about this branding, actually. Well, isn't it like? Aren't they essentially two separate games? 
Uh, yes, but only because of uh, well, no, in that they they kind of work the same. They're supposed to work the same. Mm -hmm. uh, but yes, in the sense that like the 3DS limitations were so big that uh, there's a lot of differences, like engine differences. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, what about you? What have you played in your time? So I don't, uh, I don't have a good memory of how much I've played each of these. Sure, but I can, That's I fine. can try to discuss it. So I, I, I played all the Street Fighters. I mean, I guess I've actually played five as well. So I, I played Street Fighter one, two, three, and four. Street Fighter two was probably the most hours I sunk into a fighting right. game and when I was a you kid. Played in, you played in the actual arcades, right? I played at home on the Super Nintendo oh, and okay. in arcades, yeah. And I okay. played in arcades. I was still a little young to go to, like, gotcha. The, gotcha. the smoking teenager arcades at yeah, the yeah, mall. Yeah, yeah, Got it. And, and I was a little, uh, like, uh, cowardly about approaching an older kid to play them. Sure, sure, so, sure. <laughs> but That's I would play my brothers reason. and I'd play my friends, so... Uh, and when we went together to an arcade, we'd play each other. Uh, so yeah, a lot of a lot of that one. I played quite a bit of Street Fighter Three as well, but I was never really any good at it. Same with Four. Like I, I got good enough to play and beat my friends some of the time, but that's about it. If I, if I played someone in uh, an arcade or online in those games, I'd just get my ass kicked. Right. Uh, so there was also Mortal Kombat One and Two. These were big uh, American-centered hits. Yeah. Uh, because they were there was an if you're not aware there's an overfocus on like violence and gore in them. So, yes. You know, you're tearing somebody's spine out or tearing their arms off at the end of the match or stuff like that, and big big drops of blood falling from the sky mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and so I played I played a good amount of that too, and it was in arcades in my hometown, so I played that on in arcades. Um, I played a ton of Super Smash Brothers, the original, that on N64. That was that was one I got really good at. I entered tournaments and did pretty well oh, in college. What did you play? What did you play? Uh, Kirby. So there was no way I was going to win. Okay. <laughs> Is Kirby like you, not bad in 64? Kirby's he's like, good. He's real good, yeah, but he's yeah. not going to win against Fox. Like yeah. it's just it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Unfortunately. So I never learned the fox I should have. I learned Donkey Kong, which is sort I think, of bad, but... I think uh I think the top tier character in sixty four is actually Pikachu. Oh, is that right? Interesting. Yeah. That's good. Like, uh, I like him better well, than Fox. He's yeah, fast as hell well, though. Fox is Fox is the thing. Yeah. Uh and I played Brawl somewhat, but uh mm -hmm. I haven't had like the in-person friends to play a lot of these right. who, who in-person friends who still play video games. Uh, Soul Calibur 2 I played a lot of when it was on the Dreamcast. That was a big high school and college game. Uh, again, I was never very good at it, but I was, I guess I was okay. Capcom versus SNK 1 and 2. I loved those games. Um, I played in a couple tournaments in college in CBS 2. Uh, SBC Chaos is a little known game that is basically the inverse of Capcom versus SNK. Right. It's SNK's version of the crossover. Right. Uh, and it's a really, I mean, I enjoy the animations of the game and the fact that it has uh, every single single player battle, every single matchup the different, between the different characters. Characters has a different little intro conversation that I thought was fun. Oh, interesting. Okay. They, they like talk to each other depending on who you're talking to. Uh, and it has cool crossover stuff because I'm I'm a sucker for that. 
Mm -hmm. uh, this game never got popular because it had fundamental problems. Like, uh, okay. yeah, the system where if you block an attack and you use a little bit of meter, you can essentially dash forward and start an attack of your own while your opponent uh, is still recovering. I see. Which makes so it's it like... really easy to, it was way too easy to do, essentially. Right. Uh, and then I played a little King of Fighters here and there, but uh, yeah, not not a ton. That was the arcade only thing. So we actually, um, basically, you played Smash One, uh, Smash sixty four, the way I played Brawl, which is like, oh, my friends, it's like high school years. You just yeah. go to hang out at people's houses to get away from uh, despair at home. So you know, <laughs> you go to their houses and you just play a bunch of Smash, and you like. Uh, talk Get about stuff that you don't really understand about like how the game works and who's the best so get some pizza soda it's fun time yeah um and uh i think you know a little bit about this what is the history of fighting games so my impression is basically that uh well first of all there are arcade games first and foremost mm -hmm. right um when yeah, they, were, were, they were quarter munchers yeah and uh my understanding is that they kind of evolved from beat-em-ups is that correct oh you know i don't i don't know Oh, well, okay. That um, makes a certain amount of sense, though. That's that's. I feel like I read that somewhere. Um, I should have done more research, I guess, but that's my impression. Um, well, Capcom... Well, Street Fighter Two was, like, the big first breakout right. hit of these, and it was a Capcom game as well. Right. And they did a bunch of beat-em-ups, like Final Fight, so I right. wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I, I think that's true. I'll, I'll look it up, and maybe if I'm wrong, I'll, I'll revisit it in a later um, episode. Um, yeah, beat em ups. To... When we say beat em ups, we're talking about like a, a side scrolling, side sc yep. usually comp uh, cooperative, yeah. where you're punching and kicking through uh, hordes of enemies yep. and doing little combos and smashing people on stuff. So you mentioned Final Fight. The only one I remember ever playing uh, as a kid is like Double Dragon, if I recall correctly. Oh, yeah, Double Dragon. Uh, right. Uh, but, I remember know, the was, Double Dragon great. arcade had a couple of spots where there was like where you're actually required to like jump over a hole mm. and if you fell in the hole you would die and your quarter was gone uh so it was really it felt really terrible platforming <laughs> these... in my beat em up uh, exactly coincidentally yeah. well it was horrible I wanted, we'll talk about platforming uh in fighting games oh um, like uh smash like smash yeah um and you wanted to uh mention that buffering inputs is actually a bug well, uh, before we get into that, I actually I just wanted to say that beat 'em ups are kind of a a side favorite genre for me. Really, I okay. I've actually made an effort to play try to play every beat 'em up that's ever been made. With, River City uh, Girls. Say again. River City Girls. Yes, I did play River City Girls. I like that nice. one. That's good. Did you know that there's uh, beat 'em ups are a very popular genre for um, kind of like low budget. Uh, hentai games, like indie <laughs> Japanese hentai that. games. I've not played uh, those. I assume it's good. Yeah, they're like kind of simpler to make than the yeah, other things. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, I when I used to play these like low budget, like really sh honestly like shitty, but sometimes good uh, indie hentai games out of Japan, like uh, beat them up uh -huh. very popular. There's one in particular that's good. Uh, I don't, you know, for sponsorship reasons, if it goes on YouTube, I guess we can't talk too much about it, but. Uh, in fact, maybe, oh, we, maybe we should just exclude this in the in the yeah. Uh, is that is that so they don't they don't like being associated with that stuff? I guess not. <laughs> I think uh, yeah. Uh, well, pornography is banned obviously on YouTube. Um, oh right. But 
you know, I think our discussion is pretty safe. Uh, but, yeah, it's related. It's it's related. Yeah, we're not. But getting it. to getting into like recommendations and links and stuff, maybe maybe too hard. So we'll, yeah, okay. We'll discuss more later. Um, so have you played uh, Dungeon Fighter Online? I was gonna skip this, but now that you mentioned like beat 'em ups, I did play a little, but uh, it's a huge treadmill of yeah, leveling up, right? It's an like MMO, I, right? It's like yeah. an MMO fighting game beat 'em up. Um, and as I maybe have said on the show before, I I avoid getting into MMOs when right. I can because it right. it has no ending and I have no uh, willpower. <laughs> to sure. stop. Yeah, that's totally fair. Uh, well, you quit Lost Egg pretty well, so. You know, maybe yep. maybe you do. I followed my followed my uh, my plan. Yeah, I was I was good. Uh, I was a good amount. I had fun, but uh, yeah, I th- yeah, I think I you stopped not. right when all the non MMO players stopped, which is at the end of the story, which is totally fine. I mean, that's yeah. that's kind of what it's there for. Um, uh, oh, so DFO I think is a very interesting topic that we'll come back to because mm-hmm. DFO, for example, uh, has a tournament scene. Uh, oh. Isn't, a competitive you... tournament scene in Korea, not very big, but but it exists, um, and it's. Don't you have like uh, levels and stats in that? You Is do. there like a maximum to reach? There, there should be. I don't know, uh, but I think yes, there is a maximum you can reach, um, and maybe the tournament has like separate rules, separate servers, whatever. But I see. Yeah, I don't have to even the playing field. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's interesting. It's it's definitely a game I would have played if I were. Right younger yeah maybe if you were in like college or high school yeah um, yeah if i could be like hey get my friends to play it too and stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. next thing is i think there's a fair and um generally true uh, perception that fighting games are not popular uh, i'm gonna stop you again the, we just to hit on buffering inputs oh, oh right, right right i forgot yeah and street fighter 2 was not intended to do combo moves meaning specifically when you hit your opponent with something you can mm-hmm. follow up with more hits before they right. can react essentially their mm-hmm. their hits done like you said and uh those there were there were many of them in the game but they were specific to specific characters so it wasn't like uh super balanced and right. um it basically just, you know, if you were really skilled and you learned when you could, can, you know, essentially cancel moves uh, so that you don't have to do the recovery frames, uh, this this comboing was possible. And right. they left it in. They almost took it out because they were like, well, this this gives an advantage if you know how to do it. But right. then they left it in as like, uh, hey, maybe people will discover this. And it was still, it was still considered an arcade game, too. So, and they assumed people wouldn't be just like sitting down at their console right. trying everything. Uh, Little and then, yeah, there. after after they saw that people really liked it, they made it a mainstay even in um, future Street Fighter Two releases because they did Hyper and Turbo and all that. And I, I'm pretty sure by Hyper they had added uh, a combo meter and just made it like a real part of it. So many things happen totally by accident, right? And... Yeah. Yeah, I think the most important thing is to, this goes for all parts of life, just to, when you see something that you, even if it's not intentional, that is obviously good, you know, just leave it, leave it alone. Yeah. Or lean like into it. it. Like uh, it don't be Nintendo and just try to cancel it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fear of the unknown. Um, yeah. So right, that's, I didn't know that actually. That's, 
uh, I, I think I knew a little, like some, some like hint of that, but I didn't know the whole story. Um, so that's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, back to uh, what I was about to talk about, which is uh, there's a perception that fighting games not that popular, right? So I, um, so Smash obviously is the exception if we count it as a fighting game. Um, so mm-hmm. I just really quickly pulled up some sales numbers from uh, the, the VG sales fandom. I didn't check the sources. Uh, so, you know, take these with a grain of salt, but uh, so Ultimate, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is at the top with 28 million. Um, and Street Fighter 2 is at 15 right below it. Um, and if we kind of go to the first big fighting game, which is Mortal Kombat, which uh, I knew Mortal Kombat was super popular, but I'm very um, interested in why you think it's done so well uh, sales-wise. I think it was like the best-selling game of 2021 or something. Um I'm wondering if these these numbers look low to me. I wonder if they're U.S. only. Uh, maybe I honestly, like I said, there's no sources. I I can only okay. just pull up <laughs> okay. these numbers. Um, they might be U.S. only. I think these are. I know these are software only as well. Uh, I don't know what that means necessarily, but as in like digital, like digital, digital probably. Or... It's probably I digital. Um, yeah, I don't know. Which you know, would make Street Fighter can... two way too under. Um, yeah, uh, that's. That's also true. Um, I don't know. So, you know, we'll, we can do some real research and get in these later. But just to get a ballpark, uh, Ultimate is at 28. Um, the best-selling modern fighting games, Mortal Kombat 10 and 11, Tekken 7, Street Fighter 4, surprisingly, maybe. Um, these I'm are not, all... I'm not surprised about that. Yeah, I'm not surprised either. But They did a ton of marketing be. for it. Uh, but they did for Street Fighter 5 as well in... It's half of Street Fighter Four. Um, yeah, Street Fighter Five kind of kind of sucks a bit. <laughs> it kind of sucked. Well, I think it's good now, but it did suck at release very much, and that oh, that kind of killed yeah. it. Yeah, uh, I actually I watched. Just, uh, honestly, I just don't think it looks as good as Four. I, the that's Four true. had a style I, that mm-hmm. was cool, and then they like turned it off. <laughs> it's like they turned off the the cool style and just made three D characters that don't look great. Yeah. That I agree with. That I agree with. I think six looks even worse. Takes... By the way, oh, I have. Oh, yeah, I should look again. I've um, and also Street Fighter Five. The the time. I mean, a very important aspect of your fighting game, if you if you make one, is the time it fucking takes to have a rematch, to choose characters and get oh, into a yes. new match. And it takes a fucking. Uh, it takes so long in Final Fantasy. Uh, yes. In Street Fighter Five, yes. and they have like ads during the load. It sucks. It's, yes, it's horrible. Uh, anyway. That is one of the biggest uh, community complaints. It's still they're not going to fix it, obviously, because they're working on Street Fighter Six, and it is it is baffling it's, uh, it's how that nuts. still exists. Yeah, it's wow. yeah, it is it is baffling. Um, but anyway, uh, so Tekken Seven, MKX, MK Eleven, Street Fighter Four, you know, some other Tekkens, Dragon Ball is up here. They're all around. Uh, 10 million, which is like a third of Ultimate, right? So, mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah, it, I think, Ball. yeah, um, and I think, I think, if we look at broader data, I think the trend will still generally be the case, which is like traditional fighting games. You know, Ultimate obviously is made, or uh, Smash in general is obviously made to have a broad casual appeal. It does, and it has three times the sales of even the most popular traditional fighting games. Um, yeah, I mean that was a that was a breakout hit, right? Like they were mm-hmm. trying something pretty new feeling with a crossover of all their characters yeah yeah i think it hits i think it hits uh really 
they hit all three categories of of what uh, makes a you know well selling well enough to make this list um, fighting game, which is uh, well first of all there's just big fighting game franchises. These are like historic franchises, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tekken and Street Fighter they have a long history, so they're kind of things unto themselves. Um, so they sell well just because of the history and the continued quality. Mm-hmm. Um, there's games on this list that have a broad casual appeal. Um, so Smash obviously is at the top of that, but there's things like Arms. Um, yeah, they're new. Which they're Switch game. Well, yeah, the Switch game, which is you know okay, it may not actually be a fighting game, but it counts well enough, right? It's sort of yeah, a, still a competitive one v one game, like Pokémon Tournament, uh, the Pokémon fighting game, uh, similar. Um, I don't know how difficult it is, for example, but I think in general these things have a lot of these games have um, casual appeal. Um, and then the other thing is a lot of the most successful games are uh, franchises that made a side a fighting game on the side. So like you mentioned, Dragon Ball. Mm. Um, Smash obviously also fits this category because it took all of Nintendo's IP and put them in a fighting game. Yes. Um, yeah, which, which really contributes to that its, hard. Yeah. yeah uh, which I think really contributes to its um, success even now. Like, for example, a lot of people in, sure. the, in the Melee community are like, okay, we can just make a one-to-one clone of Melee, but I really uh-huh. just want to see Kirby punch fox right yeah and even like people even people that don't play a lot of video games are like uh sometimes they have like a favorite nintendo character Mm -hmm. right like it's like oh i want to play as yoshi or whatever if you're really lame (laughs) and that's that's uh, i think that contributes a lot to the success of things like uh marvel vs. capcom is another one right Uh, Mm -hmm. obviously it was a good game but a lot of the follow-ups that were not good also did well just because it's like oh i can play uh magneto and yeah. fight Wolverine, right? And people, uh, game companies are still trying to bite that style. Oh yeah, making, that's making that's true. I mean, with, uh, there's just an the X-Men. Nickelodeon one, the, the oh, Sony. Oh, one. that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a Stars. PlayStation one, right? With like Uncharted characters and stuff. Really? Okay, I didn't know that, but yeah. Um, ah, what was it called? Like Sony Justice. It sucked. Oh, no, no, oh, no, I see. That's well, that's TC, that. Right? That sounds like a that sounds like a Kusoge, So, <laughs> I mean, it was yeah, All Star Battle Royale, All Stars Battle uh, PlayStation actually... All Stars. Yeah, of course. Oh, never mind. I I know about this like vaguely. Um, yeah, yeah it's so of, it's like half the characters you don't know, you've never even heard of. So, so I think uh, yeah, Smash uh, neatly fits into all these categories, which I think is a big part of why it's done well. Obviously, it's also just a fun game, right? All the games yeah. have been. Uh, okay, uh, all the games, maybe except for Brawl, have been like very good games with a uh, with depth and complexity and and fun. Uh, just yeah, and they feel them. they feel slick, like they feel mm-hmm. well, very well made and right packed with stuff. Right. I'm um, surprised. So I guess I'm not surprised, but I, it's funny to not see uh, Killer Instinct. Any Killer Instinct games on? Yeah, there? that's true. Yeah. I... Uh, I think maybe just KI kind of dropped, like stopped making games for a while. Like there was a KI like 2016, and I think that's kind of been it, right? Um, yeah, it probably just never did especially yeah. well. Similar with Soul Calibur, right? Like the modern Soul Calibur has kind of dropped off here as well. I think I think two things are both true, which is that they do have a high barrier to entry. Uh, I think that uh, lines up here, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. for example, like Tekken 7, 
uh, very popular game is only a third of Ultimate um, for sales. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is about the same as ARMS. Um, you know, MVC 3 has all the Marvel characters and had a very high viewership on Twitch for a while. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, and has actual prizes and actual competitive scene. Um, but ARMS, the total casual game with no competitive scene, the biggest ARMS tournament, uh, I looked this up, uh, had $200 in prizes uh, in two, Nintendo. 200? Yeah, it was an official Nintendo event. They Ouch. sponsored it by giving it $200 in prizes, uh, and it was only in the form of Nintendo Shop gift codes, so Ooh. not even um, money. Uh, so, yeah, so obviously... It's not, a, it's not a breakout success, in other words. Right, right. The competitive scene definitely was not, right? But that's also a Nintendo thing. But anyway, the, the kind of point yeah. is, like, these this highly successful competitive game with a big viewership following 800 people traveling to Evo uh, to watch it, um, sales-wise, it's the same as this arms game right um when did so, evo when did evo start broadcasting all their matches online from the beginning or uh, i don't know from on? the beginning i would get i mean okay. as soon as they could i think uh, i think yeah. at some point they had you had to like down like they pass around cds with the vods like you could get the oh, wow. evo vods mailed to you if i remember mm -hmm. correctly um but ever since it was possible they they've done it uh, yeah. so so yeah i think i think the barrier to entry to even start playing this game hurts the sales right um yes i think uh i think if you've talked to people that don't want to play fighting games we know uh people uh our friends are similar like this it's like i don't, well, don't want to put in the time to learn a fighting game so i'm not going to buy it um yeah that's that's the main thing right i, I gotta mm -hmm. i know i have to put in a bunch of time at the beginning before i yes. can even really play this as it's meant to be played and I think at the beginning is kind of the big point, which which I want to talk about later. Um, but okay. I, I still think that if you actually break it down, that barrier is not insurmountable the way it kind of seems. Okay, um, explain. Because, uh, so there's two examples, well, there's a couple of examples. Um, uh, but I think the fundamental idea is uh, the actual motion, uh, the motion inputs, learning about the combos, that stuff. If you if you took a class on it, if you went to college and you say, oh, I'm taking a class on how to play this game because I needed to graduate and I have to sit down and actually study it, like work, uh -huh. um, you can learn it in like two days, right? Okay, you can, okay. You can like learn, not that you can be good at doing it, but you can learn all the important stuff. You can learn, you can do them all once. You can know how to yeah, practice you don't to get better at it. Degrees or anything. Right, exactly. You can learn it. I mean, in, in reality, you can learn it in like two hours, right? If you're experienced with like learning how to play games and asking the right question and things like that. Yeah, I um, mean, learning how it works and being able to do it in the moment is right. a big difference too. Though. But I, I would also similarly say that like once you know how to do it and you kind of like experience some of the uh, things that come up, you you are able to play the game at that point. Mm -hmm. The yeah, way it's okay. meant to be played, right? Like it's like, okay, so you learned how to do all the inputs. Uh, you uh, you did one simple, very, very basic, you know, three hit combo. Now you can play mm -hmm. the game, more or less. Yeah, now now maybe you know a character or two's right. specials and supers. Mm -hmm. Now, you now may, when you, probably you get don't know into, everybody's. and the most important thing is like, now when you sit down with your brother or your sister and you're playing, 
uh, you're like, oh, I want to do a fireball. I know how to do that. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, let me try. I learned this cool thing and I can do it. Right. And that's um, I think that part is not nearly as high as people make out to be. And if you are happy enough um, to kind of get to that point and just start playing, I think you can do well. But uh, mm -hmm. that process is often daunting. Getting there is often daunting. In and of itself. It is. It is. And I. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I agree that it's not as high as people make it out to be. That's that's a totally subjective the, assessment, yeah, right? Like the, it depends on how who who the people are, basically. Yeah, and, and just high. the fact that um you really have to like you, you feel as though you gotta commit to a game for a while, right? Mm, like yes, that's true. You can't just you can't just I mean, there are skills that are transferable to other games, but in terms of like the combos and the specials you can do, you're gonna be learning something new, right? You, every time you pick up a that's new true. Game. Um, I would say that's that's exciting for a lot of people. Um, mm -hmm. Like a lot of people, I think I include myself in this, but I, you know, definitely the people, for example, I play like high, you know, end game Lost Ark with. Um, they like just trying this new competitive game and trying to get good at it, right? And I think that's mm -hmm. exciting for a lot of people. Um, I. At the same time, that's also very difficult for a lot of people, which totally totally makes sense. Yeah, that's that's a pretty that's like a pretty competitive mindset, which mm -hmm. it makes that makes a lot of sense. Uh, right. And there is, I mean, there are some advantages of like the the series, like Street Fighter. Yeah. Your your characters for the most part have the same button inputs that they've had since number two or three. And um, uh, it's also true. Oh, I would say it's also true of fighting games in general. Like any fighting game with directional inputs. Um, generally use the same directional inputs right so obviously yeah like if of... i'm playing a brand new game i'll start doing mm -hmm. quarter circle backs punch yep. and quarter circle forward kicks or whatever that's sort Actually, of um... reverse those <laughs> yeah exactly i shared that video with you about what it's like for a non-gamer to play video games right yeah. um, and yeah, i think that's it can also apply to a non-fighting game player playing fighting games if you've played fighting games for a long time uh you just know kind of how the system basically works and you can learn mm -hmm. very quickly someone who's totally new has no idea how to even move right or block None, no fighting game is that radically different from the first yes. street fighter 2 not even smash like. right not even smash yes yeah, smash is the closest to being a really new set of rules but it's still right. pretty similar right um and i think one so i would say obviously it, you know how high that barrier is for you depends um, but i think it's um, i think the one thing that we can objectively say is like okay if you if you actually do the boring thing and sit and practice and learn a little bit and have someone guide you through it you can learn how to do everything in like two hours which which is daunting everything, when you say everything what do you, what do oh, you mean I, I mean all the basics yeah not so like uh, you can you can look exist. at yeah can, let's here's how to throw a fireball let's put it this way like if i show you like the hardest combo ever mm -hmm. um even if you can't do it you you understand everything that was done right yeah, okay. if you yeah put in a little bit of time right like you you at least know enough to be like uh oh i understand what happened i know how to do this even if i can't do it consistently or fast right. enough right but i i can understand that. which Okay, two hours, you know, and give or take, depending on your experience of 
games, but like that's that's already a daunting task. I mean, a lot of people don't even play a game they bought for two hours, right? But yeah, um, yeah. it is not it is not something you have to dedicate a month of your life to, which I think is a lot of how it's portrayed. Yeah, and I mean, it kind of depends what level you want to get into it, though, right? Right, right. Because if you're the type of person that's like, oh, well, I want to know how to be the best and how to beat everybody, that that's a whole other level of right, exactly research uh, and practice. And that's that's a that's a lifelong thing, right? That's a that's yeah. a lifestyle more than a more than playing a game. <laughs> yeah, the lifestyle. Uh, and one more thing I want to mention though is that the existence of training mode causes this problem. Uh, two, mm. where people which, see training mode and they're like, "Oh man, this is yes. gonna take a lot." Well, and and the community contributes to this too, right? There's a pretty vocal segment of the community that's like, "Well, you have to, you know, you can't just learn by playing the game. You have to sit in training mode and learn all your combos and everything before you can go online." Uh, yeah, I mean, you kind of you kind of do. Well, uh, do I don't disagree? agree. Actually, I actually okay. very much don't agree um, because you do if you want to well first of all if you do that you're not gonna win anyway um, but you do that if you're not willing to lose and be embarrassed right okay uh, if you're not willing to just get run over if you're like okay i never want to just get run over by someone and everything before i'm going to study everything before i experience it for the first time because i want to be prepared for anything that happens um i think that's kind of the prevailing attitude with people that are like well you need to do training mode for you know 16 hours before you can play online <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't agree with that one, but the right. if it does feel like, at the very least, I want to know what moves I have. Yeah, yeah, that... yeah. So, so that's that's kind of where the you know the two hours thing comes in. Where it's like, okay, you can spend a little bit of time in training mode. You can learn mm -hmm. all your moves. You can learn how to block, right? But you don't need to grind it for. And it's easy to put a number out. You don't need to grind it for more than an hour. Maybe not even like thirty minutes. If your goal is just to get get online and start playing and seeing what you can do right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but i think that's a very strong uh there's like i said there's a very strong segment of the community that does that it's like gatekeeping basically right like you are not you know you're not worthy to play online until you've done this um, right right yes. a very similar yeah. thing happens in i don't know if it happens in league but it happens in dota a lot right people in lower brackets are like you are and obviously this is a bigger problem because of the team game. It's like, you are ruining my game because you don't know what you're doing in my team. You need to go play co-op versus play, AI. Yeah, go play bots. Yeah, go play bots for, you know, a month uh, and also uninstall the game and kill yourself uh, before you get back <laughs> yeah. into this game, right? Um, yeah, And I yeah. think that's... I got a lot of... This is, yeah, this is, this is something Sagejam... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I got a lot of that in League. Yeah, people tell me yeah. to go back to bots. That's well, it, it do be like that. Um, and this is something Sejam, Sejam, uh, who's a fighting game content creator, uh, addressed in, in one of his videos, which is like, you don't, especially in a non-team game, like there's no re, like you should just go and get your ass kicked. Um, mm -hmm. There's nothing, there's no shame in that. Uh, uh, hopefully, you don't actually get your ass kicked, but hopefully, you're playing with someone that's also like relatively new. Um, but mm -hmm. it's okay to just go in with no plan and hopefully not mash buttons, but you know mash buttons, right? And kind of yeah, see yeah, test I, the I limits. Yeah, I agree with that. You you gotta you gotta get a feel for it. You right. Can't just, exactly. You can't just read it all in a book. Exactly. This reminds exactly. me um, when we got when my friends and I first got Super Smash Brothers on sixty four. Uh, mm -hmm. We made a gentleman's agreement to not play when we weren't all playing. 
So mm, okay. like don't don't practice while we're not together so yeah. that we all stay relatively at the same skill level to right. make it keep it interesting. And I don't know. That's the only time I've ever done that and I thought it was good. I don't know I if think they it, I think it can be good. Uh what's <laughs> funny is um I someone actually said that to me like fairly recently. Uh I guess oh. it was pre pandemic, not that recently, but I was at someone's house uh back when I used to go outside. Mm -hmm. um and they had friends we had like friends over it was like some dinner party thing and uh there was ultimate and someone was like uh you practice as in like <laughs> wow you're you're actually a, a cringe tryhard um yeah this is a yeah. this was a in our parlance we call them normies right um, yeah yeah but th that attitude still exists there's this idea that like practicing is not cool right you need to oh, go absolutely i mean only on talent we're intuition. only fairly recently in history getting to the point where like playing video games for recreation is not considered <laughs> the nerdiest thing you can do it's still nerdy right. but right. right i mean when i was a kid kid like you could be embarrassed that you even played video games oh yeah uh i i think i moved just barely past that when i was a kid uh, but it was still yeah, very good. definitely very strong um yeah. but so, yeah, yeah the, and... the actually practicing to play Mm -hmm. just playing by yourself and and it's not fun right that's the whole point like it's that is what yeah you're the not grind having fun is. yeah exactly grinding. you're not having fun you're having fun in training mode when you're like oh you know i saw something weird let me test this let me figure mm -hmm. out how this works right but when you're just starting and you have no idea what's going on and you're, you're just sitting there by yourself that is mm -hmm. like one of the least fun experiences you can have and that's i think that turns people away but i would say the community is making you do that uh, or you're making yourself do that. You don't have to do that as long as there's new players to also play against, right? That may be more uh, a problem. You don't have to do that. You don't have to. You don't, you don't have to, to do that to play to online. You don't have to do that yeah. to have fun playing the game. That's what yeah. I mean, right? Yeah, that, yeah, um, that's true. You uh, and, there's a there's a limit to that though. I think you'll you'll hit. I don't know if it'll go on forever. Right, right, right. Yeah, you'll hit a wall where, you know, like if you're a pure button masher, you'll hit a wall very quickly, right? Where it's like, well, I don't, I'm not learning anything. I'm just mashing whatever buttons are on screen and hopefully it works, right? But yeah. if you move a little bit beyond that, if you're like, oh, well, I played on, I know how to do my moves. I'm trying to do them intentionally. I played online and I won some games and I lost, but I can't uh, beat people at this level because, man, all they do is block. It's so cheap, right? That's the <laughs> yeah. point where you do need to go back and either, you know, maybe not even go to training mode, but like uh, learn something, right? Learn something, learn how yeah. to beat it. Um, and and... Cheap. You know, Dalsim was considered a cheap character. I don't know if he is anymore, uh, but. Isn't he a, well, in which game? In Street Fighter 2, his, you know, his long arms and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I mean, all zoners, all zoners are considered cheap characters, right? Uh, that's, Until you that's can realize you can counter half of his stuff. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know anything about the super turbo meta but um all i know is you get hit and you die in super turbo that's that's about the extent you mean like there's long combos or big health chunks? there's uh uh tod touch of death uh in it's a touch of death game right is my understanding maybe i'm wrong where there's like a a one hit kill yeah where no where, where it's like as soon as you get hit uh there's almost all there's generally a combo that will kill you no from full life Oh, not at, not when I or not at the level I played at, but oh, that well, may, sure, yeah, may yeah. very well be, <laughs> yeah, right at the at the optimized level. Um, yeah, I learned all the infinite combos for SVC Chaos, though that was that was fun. 
nice uh i mean infinite's i i guess you did say that was a uh very scuffed game so i'm not surprised totally. that it has uh, yeah there's a bunch of unblockable attacks and stuff like that um yeah so so like i said i think i think just training mode existing contributes to this problem right uh, yeah which i don't think you can solve but it makes me kind of think about like you know riot is very was at some point very anti-training mode right mm -hmm. uh, i think maybe because of the specific issue now i don't think you can leave it out in a fighting game probably not in league of legends either but uh it does it does contribute this um, problem so yeah, one it seems, other thing it seems like a really expected feature now yeah yeah I, I don't think you can i think you just have to live with it and right and try to solve it by changing the community rather than changing mm -hmm. the removing the feature um it's like prohibition. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah 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 uh and i want to mention one thing for lost ark there's no practice mode and you can only do a raid on the character once a week or you can only clear it once a week Right, so when right. you're doing it, you're this is your shot for the week. Mm -hmm. So, Does, uh, are, do other MMOs have practice mode? I didn't even think about no, that as being. A thing. Uh, no, not really. Um, but okay. so so it's not a Lost Ark unique thing, I guess. Um, but yeah. I think it's a, a lot of people want practice mode. It's like uh, I was playing with someone like a while ago who's like, "Well, why can't I just go in and practice, man? Especially after I clear, I just want to learn this fight and like be good." Um, but I think hmm. not having that uh kind of is the other end of this problem which is like okay it kind of reduces gatekeeping right like when you now you can make a party that's like this is a learning party this is a party mm -hmm. for people who have not experienced the fight right whereas otherwise you might have a lot of and this still happens right but it's about mitigating rather than eliminating you're mitigating the gatekeeping where it's like okay well i'm not you're not going to get into any parties until you prove that you've spent two hours in training mode right, right. yeah that's... not having it slows that down like because right. people are the experts can play it once a week and get good at it but it's just right. not going to be the same as right they can play it all the time uh, yeah i i think that's a good that sounds like a good thing for this type of game right um so that's that's uh that's kind of i think the factors that contribute to um not going so well. uh yeah and... i mean i've i've definitely run in just anecdotally i've run into people having this perception of fighting games as well where they're just like mm -hmm. i don't even want to try it just you guys yeah. are too good or whatever it just looks like and i'll I get think, my ass kicked and it'll be not fun and that i think that is a real problem um we'll talk about barrier yeah. to entry um actually i think we can just skip uh a couple of these things okay. in the interest of time and we can just go straight to barrier to entry because it it uh is very relevant to what we just talked about which is uh so there is i think a, there is a a uh, very obvious barrier to entry for fighting games, right? Even mm -hmm. if you take the most um, most generous perception. Uh, mm -hmm. And I kind of boil it down to three, uh, three main um, issues, which are the skill gap and similar to the skill gap, not being, they're not being new players and then directional inputs. Um, okay. Which one mm -hmm. do you want to start with? Uh, let's just start from the top here. All right. So, um, skill gap, like we just talked about, uh, you have this experience where you have a new player and he says, or he or she, or they say, um, wow, you guys are too good. I'm just gonna get my ass kicked. And that is unfortunately true, right? Mm -hmm. 
that's not a that's not a false assumption. That is actually what yeah, happens you, if you, you will play get with your ass better than you. Or yes. you can button mash and get lucky, you know. Right. Uh, which oh, by the way, I have this anecdotal story. Um, in college, when I was first learning to play games or fighting games, I was playing uh, Ultimate Marvel's Ult. I can't say this. Uh, UMVC three. UMVC three. Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom three. Uh, and I was, you know, I was like practicing and like, I, I was, uh, you know, affected by this gatekeeping. So I was like in training mode and practicing. Um, and like, did I would you, sometimes you have your own roommates. copy. Yeah. Who would see me? Yeah. I, I got oh, my oh. own copy. Um, mm -hmm. so, and my roommate, I would play against this one roommate who would literally just button mash and beat me. And I would get so <laughs> mad because yeah. I didn't know enough to know how to counter it. I only knew how to do like some basic things. Right. Uh, but so that actually makes me think, you know, the the whole thing about skill based matchmaking is that it's not fun to have a game with a bunch of sweat lords. Right. But let me tell you, or like losing to a bunch of sweat lords. But if you are trying hard to win and you're beating, you're getting beat by someone who is not trying to win and just pressing random buttons. I yeah, mean, that is so much worse of an experience than losing to someone who's trying hard. Yeah, there definitely um, is like a level of skill you get to where you can start dismantling belt mashers a little right. easier or, or be able to handle them easier. And that's that's a good feeling when you get there, if you get there. Yeah. And that's that's kind of a, that's pretty early on, right? That's uh if you learn and and sort of try things and hopefully manage your frustration, um that that is pretty early on it and it teaches you about the basis of the game, but a lot of people don't get there, right? Which is understandable cuz Takes well, a lot of work. In the, the reverse of this, though, like if I'm if I'm just kicking someone's ass, I probably will have fun doing that. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, that is true. I mean, my, the roommate. If it's not your question, friend who's like, "This sucks. You suck." Yeah. Fuck you. The, the roommate in question did, in fact, have a lot of fun kicking my ass. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sure. Well, especially if your opponent gets mad. Yeah, I mean that's definitely true. Um, but anyway, so basically, when when this kind of gap exists in a variety of ways, uh, it's just not fun for, for at least one, sometimes two of the players, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're an experienced player and just beating up your newbie friend, that's not fun. Probably, yeah, I mean, yeah, it depends yeah. on what kind of person you are. But for, I, think, I would say for most yeah. people, not not exactly an enjoyable time. I mean, you're more likely to try to teach them something, right? If they're actually your friend. And, yeah, and I'd more to, like, enjoy that them. online or yeah. playing a rando. Um, so if we kind of compare it so if we have a game with zero skill correlation, like pure gambling, mm -hmm. um, this can't happen, right? Because you can't be good at a pure gambling game, like flipping a coin or like... Well, if uh, you're you know, born lucky, of course. Well, sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know, pure gambling is a, is a gambling game where you know, you're not making strategic decisions, so like poker doesn't count. But, yeah. um, uh, but on the other hand, you also have a similar... You have even more skill correlation games which is like we mentioned before chess right mm -hmm. um so in chess uh this obviously a very similar thing can happen right um it's similarly very studious uh mm -hmm. but if you learn the basic rules of the game you can play and that takes like fighting games i would argue uh you can play you can play all the legal moves very quickly right mm -hmm. you just don't know much about what you're doing um yeah, and you and a friend of the same or similar skill level could just pick right. it up and have fun. Exactly, exactly. Um, 
I think one of the differences, though, is that chess has a very strong academic culture. Like the culture of chess is very much that like the point of chess is that you kind of study and learn and get good. It's like a it's yeah, more like people, a toy people pretend than a game. It's like a, people pretend it's like a, a, like a brain a matches, matches to your IQ or something. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. You're definitely getting uh, good at chess. I don't know about more than that. Well, yeah, that's that's certainly true. Um, but because it has this academic culture, the attitude is not the same as when they play a fighting game. A lot of people come in with a fighting game with the expectation that it's going to be a game, right? Yeah. Not something that you put time into and study. Whereas, um, so for example, uh, chess.com, which is the now the biggest chess online chess company, they do a lot of content. Uh, one of the things they did was uh, they do a tournament called Pog Champs, which is mm -hmm. um, very slightly slightly uh cringe as the kids say uh, uh, but yeah, anyway yeah. uh they Artists. just invite a bunch of streamers that have no experience with chess or minimal experience in chess and they kind of train for uh some amount of time and then they play against each other right in oh, a tournament okay uh, and some of the most popular chess content that exists is these streamers getting lessons from gms right yeah i mean that makes sense it's like really that's the most accessible right? Content. Right. Uh, but that's that's in stark contrast to fighting games. Right. Like it's hard to imagine that, uh, you know, uh, who is a popular streamer, uh, Ninja Fortnite sitting in training mm -hmm. mode with like a top player getting basically what's a lecture for 45 minutes is going to be the most compelling content. Right. But that kind of content does really well in chess. Interesting. Uh, or, I mean, or historically has done sometimes. I mean, there's also the layer of chess if you don't know how to play and you watch it it's not a, there's nothing interesting to see if you're playing if you don't know how to play a fighting game though there's still interesting that's true. Shit to look at right yeah you can just look at the explosion on the screen I mean, that's how a lot of people get into that's how i got into fighting games right like i've never I've, i don't know how to do guilty gear or blaze blue but they're fun to watch right right for sure um and i guess that's that's kind of the attraction as well um but yeah so so it's not I would say, you know, this idea that because if you play better people, you will lose. Um, it's not an insurmountable barrier, right? You, there's definitely, I think chess, for example, has proven that um, as long as you match with people that are similar level to you, as long as you have the right attitude going in, um, it's not just studying. You can have fun just playing the game, right? Yeah. So uh, there's one more anecdote, or there's actually a couple anecdote, which is um, there was this Reddit post that got really popular um, I think Sage I'm did some videos on it where a teacher, like mm -hmm. I forget the grade, I think sixth grade, fourth grade, um, teacher just brought in, I think it was Guilty Gear Exerd, mm -hmm. uh, but one of the Guilty Gear games into their classroom and just kind of had their kids play it during their free time. Uh, uh -huh. And they were all, the kids obviously all enjoyed it because they get sure. to play a video game in class um, for a whole year. And he kind of didn't tell them anything, didn't teach them anything except like the basic controls i would assume um mm -hmm. and you kind of just watch them all learn the game over the course of the year right oh so it was uh, throughout the year yeah so wow. it was it was a whole it was a whole saga um mm -hmm. and that's very fun even though they're playing at a very low level right and every once in a while he would go in and beat them up right because yeah, they would yeah. ask him to um but i think that's that's a very good example of how if you just have people over similar skill level, it's very fun. It's just yeah, it's fun and it can, to... And it can be any skill level in that right. case, right? At, like... at any skill, right? Even from total beginner, it's fun. At a medium level, it's fun. At a, you know, 
tournament goer level it's fun at the very top it's fun right you have people yeah i mean that's 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 why the what we did with super smash brothers is so memorable for me mm -hmm. is like we continually were good matches for each other yep and uh over over months and months and months which doesn't always happen with games right right and your friends for sure for sure um so yeah so uh, there was also similar there was a street there was like a streamers uh, try fighting games thing. I don't know much about that. Uh, I don't know how well that did. But uh, anyway, the point... Uh, so first of all, this is like the strongest defense of skill-based matchmaking, right? If you don't have friends that are similar level to you, hopefully you can mm -hmm. go online and play against people that are similar level to you and have, have a good time, right? Mm -hmm. Without either being way better or way worse. Yeah. Um, however, there is a problem, which is that what? fighting game communities can be very small, especially if you play an esoteric fighting game yes, right? or an old yes. fighting game. And there is definitely, you need a certain critical mass to, to have this experience. And it's, uh, it's, you know, it's not that big, but it's a lot of communities don't hit this mass. Right. Meaning if you're like a new person, you just, yeah, get if you're a new person, you don't... someone who's played a bunch, no mm -hmm. matter what, if you're a new person and you don't, you just saw it on the stream and your friends aren't interested in trying it and you just buy it. And you're like, let's try to get into it. Uh, if the community is small and you hit the matchmaking button, you may not ever find someone that's your level, or you may not yeah. find someone that's your level very much, right? Yeah, and there's, uh, I think, a surprising amount of fighting games for how small the market may be. Yeah, like, uh, I think they're they're kind of like that is a good point. I wonder why that is. I mean, my intuition is that it's like. For example, like point and click adventure games, where it's like mm -hmm. there's a certain people number of people that would just try to play all of them, or like uh, you said, you try to play every beat 'em up, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what it is, where it's like you know that there's a this is a strong community that tries a lot of games um, just to have them. And for right. Fun. So your assumption is like if they're currently a fighting game player, they'll yeah. try the new thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, and you'll. Yeah, that could very well. Be. Uh, but I don't, I don't know if that's actually, I mean, I, I hope that people make games because it's fun. But also, maybe it's not even that hard to make. I don't, I don't actually know much about the dev part. But Yeah, me neither. Uh, most, am I wrong in saying that most fighting game series come out of Japan? Or are there just as many? Uh, series, yes. Series, vast majority come out of Japan. Um, because... I wonder if there's, there's any sort of cultural, like, like this is the ultimate in one-on-one. -on -one skill uh game. i think I there know. is well japan still to this day has a strong arcade culture um yeah yeah isn't it so uh yeah they still have those those fighting games where they mm -hmm. have uh screens back to back with each other so yep yep unlike in america where you stand right next to someone in fact you might be touching them <laughs> <laughs> right uh actually similarly korea korea also has uh similar things but with a limited subset of fighting games mostly tech but uh, yeah. Series do come out of Japan because that's where all the companies are. So Arxis makes the most of the um, uh, anime games. Mm -hmm. um, Arc System works. Uh, Capcom is Capcom. Konami is Tekken. Uh, mm -hmm. And Nintendo is Smash. And all of these are Japanese companies, right? And yeah, um, yeah. But th I'm saying there's a, there's maybe there's a reason that those are Japanese. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, like, I'm trying to think of what... I mean, Mortal Kombat is an American. Mortal Kombat is mid, the one. Or it was yeah. Midway. I don't know what it is now. Uh, and Killer Instinct probably is American. Right. 
I don't know about Soul Calibur, but I think that's Japanese also. I think so. I think that's a Japanese game, yeah. I don't know anything about uh, 3D games, to be honest, so couldn't uh couldn't uh, tell you caliber too i was a good me. button masher i'd learned the oh. um or i'd learned the moves that had the longest reach and were like sweet moves and stuff oh yeah i that's how i that's how i first got good actually in Skullgirls, i um i basically got good by kind of sticking to that game plan which is like okay i know this one button goes really far yeah. And I'm going to kind of build my game plan around this button. I'm just going to uh, use that. And, yeah. Which is basically, like, I think the healthiest way to learn a fighting game. Like, uh, you know, Sejam's theory is basically very similar, which is like, okay, I'm you, you start, you play against a person, and you have two plans, right? When they walk at you, you press this button. When they jump at you, you press this other button. And then mm -hmm. the rest of the time, you block, right? And that's okay. yeah. basically basically giving you grounding, to know that like okay i know this thing is good and i know this is good um and once i can do that consistently then i add it build up on it one at a time or one step at a time and it's it's bandai namco that's soul caliber i see Thanks, yeah so namco. i guess a part a large part of it also is that like um you know they, they got these ips in early right um and now they're sustained so it's hard to create a new ip that's competitive with it right uh, which, yeah, which is fine yeah. Um, but yeah they do they do seem to mostly come to japan um but uh from a community angle uh you know we talked about how you kind of need a critical mass to have enough people at different skill levels to play against each other um mm -hmm. and not you know not all of them are going to like each other so hopefully you, you need enough of them that some of them can like each other and like create the community part right, <laughs> right. Um, uh there's a lot because of that there's a lot of problems with uh, getting in, especially when you're alone, right? Like, if you don't have a friend, then it's hard to get in. It's hard to be interested in the first place, right? Because you kind of need, like, I think a very important thing is you need someone to kind of tell you what to do when you're starting out. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, or could that that could be as simple as like the streamer, a streamer you like? Yeah, too, right? definitely. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like a streamer can make content, and I think that that kind of thing is very important about like. What to do when you first start out that's definitely true but yeah like to your point about it having a, a daunting uh barrier to entry or at least perceived having a friend get you through that hump can help a ton yeah for sure um similarly when your friend quits uh when that friend quits uh which which you know happens a lot uh it's hard to stay in right yeah Hope you need to have made some new friends at some point but um, similarly yeah. It's actually very so. A lot of fighting games have very bad. Uh, it, the jargon is netcode, but basically online play. Um, mm -hmm. There's like ultimate, very bad. Street Fighter Five, uh, moderately bad, for example. Um, well, my question about that is, so online play is where I more or less stopped. Like I just never mm -hmm. had any interest in yeah. playing randos. I want to play people I know or I can mm -hmm. see. I don't know, mm -hmm. but. Uh, yeah, the netcode. Is there is there is there actually a, a game with good netcode? Like, yes. The, can it ever work? To... Yes. Yes, it can. Okay. Go on. Um, so this will be a little technical. Uh, this was my my area of experience. Uh, so the sort of uh, there's two different kinds of netcode. So the problem with fighting games online, as you can imagine, is the lag, right? 
Yeah, uh, I mean, this, these are games that require frame perfect. Right. Inputs. Well, I wouldn't necessarily require, but at the high level, yes, right. Yeah, you are, at the, at the you're doing level, something yeah. in some number of frames, which is like one, you know, one sixtieth uh, to you know one one twentieth of a second, right? You need to do yeah, and right you're there. reacting to things coming at you yeah. very fast. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's the problem with online. Um, so there's two netcode paradigms. The historical paradigm is called delay-based netcode, which uh -huh. means uh, in order for it to be fair, you basically uh, wait some amount of time um, before your input goes in. Uh, and what that does is kind of like both players, uh, if there's if there's a difference in connection, both players kind of feel the same amount of delay. Okay. Uh, okay. If that makes sense. So yeah. So if there's basically if there's like seven seconds of uh, not seven seconds if there's like seven milliseconds of connection delay between you and the person on, for example, the East Coast or whatever. Um, there's some amount of delay where it kind of, you know, by by making it so that your move comes out, uh, you know, f three milliseconds uh, slower, you kind of cut into that seven millisecond buffer, right? And that and that like that changes based on how much lag you're getting, or how, it depends on it the implementation. Uh, it depends. So usually you you can set it like, okay, mm -hmm. I want X frames of delay. Um, mm -hmm. And and the point is that like uh, because if you didn't have this, the person like usually historically it was hosted by a person. Like you connect to another person, and that person would have uh, zero delay because they're on their own computer. Right. But their computer or their console, uh, but their console computer would have to wait, or you'll get your inputs um, the amount of time that uh, uh, your ping is basically right. Mm -hmm. So they get to do everything immediately. You get to do something uh, with a seven-frame delay, and so delay, uh, delay-based is sort of equalizing that, where both players get the amount of uh, delay, but the lag uh, is compensated for by the delay. If that makes sense. Right. So in theory, both of you are experiencing are the on same an even. Yeah, you're on an even playing field, but the playing field sucks. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or you so have to learn to get. Yeah. I think you were about to say it, but you have to, you're essentially learning to play yes. slightly differently than you would in person then. Yep, exactly. And that's, ah, that's that was that's historically rough. a big problem. Yeah, it's a problem, especially, I mean, it's fine at the low levels, right? But when you get to the top level, yeah. it's almost unplayable, right? Because your mm -hmm. tournaments are all in person. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, the new paradigm, and this was sort of revolutionary, it was, uh, it came out, I think in like 2016-ish, um, it's called mm -hmm. delay-based netcode, uh, or rollback, if you've heard of the term rollback. Um, uh, so this, uh, the way this works is there is no more delay. Everything comes out instantly. Um, the mm -hmm. game predicts... Uh, so, so consider this scenario, right? Um, your opponent is jumping at you, right? They're in a jump oh, animation. They're coming at you. Um, the game knows exactly what's going to happen for the remainder of the jump animation. Right, mm -hmm. they can't. Let's suppose that they can't do anything that's different there. So there's like no they reason. Can't throw out a punch. Okay. Uh, assuming they can't. Obviously, in a normal jump, you can't. But uh, you know, assuming that they're in some animation that they can't do anything on them, the game knows uh -huh. what's going to happen. Uh, so there's no reason for the game in that situation to wait uh, to confirm that they didn't do anything. Right. On your side, even even if you don't yet know what the other person is doing, 
um, you can uh, your game your game should be able to just play it without waiting for anything, basically, right? Okay. Um, so the way delay based netcode works is taking that idea. So uh, both players have no delay. The game uh, predicts uh, based on not necessarily predicts, but like continues to play based on uh, what it, what either it thinks is going to happen or what happens before. Uh, until it receives a signal, and then it uh, hopefully received the same signal, right? Uh, if that makes okay. sense. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, it's not necessarily predictive, right? But, but it wouldn't like predict. Yeah, it doesn't predict like what they're going to do. Uh, yeah. If it's really laggy, they'll just stand still, right? Uh, yeah. But basically, the way the fundamental way it works is uh, the reason it's called rollback is if the game. Uh, gets out of sync with your opponent somehow. If it detects Ooh. that they did something, it will sort of go back in time and put that thing out. So let's say you have a really laggy connection and your opponent, okay. you're both standing in neutral and your opponent throws out a punch, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if you're really laggy, um, you, uh, if you're really laggy, you would see them standing still. And then the way rollback works is like, oh, they sent a punch, uh, you know, 30 milliseconds ago. And then they would basically go back in time 30 milliseconds and put on your screen what would have happened if um, what was supposed to happen. So the punch will basically just appear, right, in the very naive implementation of rollback, if that makes sense. Okay. So it's like, oh, and 30 that... seconds ago, they threw out this, or 30 milliseconds ago, they threw out this punch. Uh, oh, shit, I didn't put that on the screen. Let me put, let me put, the punch, you know, 30 milliseconds into it now. But it only happens once they know, once the game knows you're connected again, essentially, like, and you can yeah. move. Yeah. So you can, so you're not well, basically on your end, sitting still. yeah. So on your end, uh, you're just playing normally. On their end, they're also just playing normally. Uh, what happens with rollback is if you're out of sync, uh, you can somehow just teleport somewhere, right? Like, uh, on your okay, screen, yeah. they were blocked. So, for ex a good example is holding a block, right? Like, if your opponent is holding a block, um, rollback will think that they're just going to keep holding the block forever. So, you right. throw out an overhead, right, and you hit them in the block. But then, if there's a if there's a out of sync situation, um, rollback says, "Oh shit, they didn't hold the block for the whole second. They actually did mm -hmm. a punch, uh, you know, uh, when you thought they were blocking." And so it will kind of go back in time and hit you. And that's kind of the bullshit of rollback, right? It's like, oh, interesting. I just got rollback into it. But what does that um, what does that appear like? It's not actually like physically TiVoing, rewinding it. It's it's like No, it's not rewinding. It just you just uh, jump just, to the state or uh so the state so basically generally speaking, what will happen is the state will be um calculated. So it'll be like, okay, well on their you'll basically pick because on their screen, you were also doing nothing. Right, mm -hmm. they were blocking, and you were doing nothing, and they threw out a punch, right? Mm -hmm. So it will kind of calculate what happened uh, with assuming all the inputs went through as intended. If that and that sense. works, it does work. It works very well. Uh, there's, you know, this is a very high level explanation, right? In practice, um, there's a lot more advanced technology that goes in here, but this will actually work extremely well. This is, uh, this allows people to play almost seamlessly um, with. Uh, people in Europe, even. Okay. What do you, uh, what kind of games use this? Like uh, Guilty Gear. Uh, so yeah. So most. So Arxis has been good with this. Um, mm -hmm. So I think I don't. This might be wrong, but I think the main thing that originally used this was actually for uh, 
either melee or another smash game mm. where okay. uh because obviously there's no online uh they kind of developed the system to allow you to play online better without delay um okay. but yeah so most uh most modern fighting games, especially Arxis games, are have this and use it. Um, this is probably the most requested feature by all the for People every game basically um, yeah. that want that want to play online. Um, some key exceptions are that I know of at least are Street Fighter V, who have like a ver like a bad version of this, um, okay. or or no version of it, um, and and there's... people think that's dumb. Uh, yeah, people are not a fan. I mean, in Street Fighter Six, hopefully they'll they're, they'll add it. But uh, huh, weird, weird decision. Anyway, yeah. So that's uh, there's that. Uh, and I, uh, old games so, obviously don't have it. So old so games. So there are there are ways, but it is there is still your game is going to be different though, like and you're going to have to get used to teleports yeah. and things like that. Yeah. That's that's yeah. if the connection is bad. Oh, so the other thing, the thing about rollback is it kind of works. You would think that okay, well, there's so many inputs happening all the time, uh, you're going to be wrong so much. Are you just going to be teleporting everywhere? That's kind of the assumption before this was implemented, right? But mm -hmm. kind of the insight that um, led to the development is that the vast majority of the time, like eighty or ninety percent of the time, um, in the game, it you predict correctly just by assuming that what's happening will continue to happen. Okay. So that it, makes it, sense. It, it uh, accounts for those situations better than right. dropping so, and And basically it's saying in those, in 80 to 90% of situations, there's no chance that we mess up due to rollback. Okay. okay. Uh, so if you imagine the previous scenario, it's like if you're holding a block and you press a button, you press a button, uh, mo you know, generally speaking, you press a button once, mm. um, you know, you press one button, maybe you hold the block for five seconds, right? Only that one button can change what occurs. Everything else, it's the same, right? Right. Um, okay. Okay. Basically, you're making a statistical. <laughs> sure. You're making a statistical judgment that, like, okay, well, most of the time this will be correct, uh, and yes, the times we're wrong and the connection is bad, or if the connection is flaky this one time, or uh, there's a bug and we drop something, uh, yes, there will be bad experiences, but those should be rare enough that it's worth not having the delay, basically. Okay, gotcha. Um, but yeah, so how do we get here, by the way? Where, where are we? I think it was a oh, tangent I? I asked about online. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, online play, yeah. So if the online is bad, um, it's hard to stay in the community, right? Because yeah. if you don't know anyone, even if you're in a community and you know people, but they're not next to you, I mean, it's hard to play or it's not fun to play. And arcades just aren't really a thing anymore. Yeah, for the most part. not in the U.S. anyway. So yeah. But yeah, so similarly, uh, there's out of this, there's also a problem because a common complaint is that there are no new players to play against. Oh yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, people. The similarly, people. If you tell people, oh well, it's too hard, and you tell them, well, you can just play against new players. That also don't do anything. You know, you don't have to play against me. And they'll say, well, there's no new players. Um, yeah, you don't you don't get that by jumping in. You don't get uh, to fight the new players. This one, this one, I don't think is true to the extent, but I think it is kind of true um, for for a couple of reasons. One is basically the perception that it's hard. You know, one, if, you know, two people that would normally play against each other, both hear that there's no new players and neither of them becomes a new player. 
right? Mm-hmm. It's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the second thing is uh, a lot of times there's new players are with new releases, right? So Street Fighter yeah, Six comes out. You'll only get the new players at the very beginning for the most part, right? Um, and the problem with that is, okay, so you know there's enough new players that you'll find a good experience, but for something for a lot of releases or for a smaller release, a lot of quote unquote new players are experienced fighting game players, right? right? <laughs> Those are people that are that know the controls and, and stuff. So it's hard to find someone. Uh, at your skill level, uh, depending on a lot of factors. Uh, and yeah, there's a lot of things really small. bouncing people off of even trying. Yeah. Uh, and, and, the, and like even if the game has been out for a few months, you can feel like mm-hmm. you missed the boat and it's like, ah, right, I'm too exactly. far behind. Yeah. And I do think a lot of that is like perception and like community gatekeeping, but yeah. I, I, uh, a very large portion of that is just factual the way it, the way it is. Right? Which, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing I want to touch on is directional inputs, which is usually what scares people off. Right? Um, yeah, I mean the the notion that you have to like memorize things, right? Because the inputs can be very long or seem long right. at least, right? Um, and a long and I think also importantly arbitrary, right? Yeah, like, like uh, I think of all the times I had to tried to memorize Akuma's. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, special where he like that's true. The screen yeah. turns black. Akuma is a separate. I mean, that's like a that's like a Easter egg secret separate issue, right? But for even for the normal <laughs> com- like like we kind of mentioned before, um, there's a pretty limited subset of commands, right? There's quarter circle forward, quarter circle back, you know, half circles, uh, you know, forward in a button, you know, direction in a button. Sometimes there's down down. There's the uh, and then there's the DP motion, right? Um, yeah, and a lot of supers in Street Fighter, or and even right. like King of Fighters, are like a quarter circle back, then a half circle forward, and sure. all your punches or whatever. Yeah. Or like, like I, I think I'll, do, I'll try that in any game. If I have a super meter full, yeah. I'll try that motion, or yeah, I'll just exactly. spin the controller a bunch, <laughs> spin the <joystick laughs> right, a right. bunch, and hit all the buttons at the same time because that can sometimes work. Exactly. So that's. Basically, what that means is you built up the intuition, right? This mm-hmm. kind of goes back to um, the whole video game intuition thing, which is like the things we take for granted. Uh, well, we don't do th- well. Fighting game players don't do this because people complain about it so much. But in other video games, people take some of the basics for granted, right? And it takes experience to build up that intuition, and then you kind of know it. Um, basically, you built up the intuition through play- through learning them and then experience with them. And now when you have a new fighting game, they're not so foreign to you, right? Yeah, because uh, there's, like, there's a lot of similarities between them. Right. It's kind of like if you play a platformer and you know, okay, well, there must be a jump button, right? Yeah. And the jump works this way and there's like momentum and stuff, right? Uh, you kind of understand. Yeah, or the first, or the first game, 3D game you play where you move with one stick and look around with mm-hmm. the other is going right, to be a exactly. nightmare for anyone. But uh, It's a nightmare. Once you get but that, you learn, it. Mm-hmm. you learn it and then it's just part of games. Um, so, so I think that's, that's how it's overcome, but I do think it is true that they're not intuitive. So if you compare how to do specials in smash mm-hmm. with how to do specials, uh, in, uh, street fighter, the intuition factor is pretty big, right? So in street fighter to do a fireball, you do this, uh, like there is no connection between down, down, forward, forward with a fireball. Right. I mean, like, yes, you're shooting it forward, but that's about it. 
right? Yeah, as long and as animal like it that, could I be, guess. it could be, yeah, but it could be basically any. It yeah. could be any special, and it'd be like, okay, well, it's a special that goes forward. Um, in Smash, you have a B button, right? The B button makes your specials. Yeah, so B, um, B neutral, B up, B down. Mm-hmm. And there's another one, Smash B. Forward, forward, and uh, well, both forward and back are usually the same. But yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, but that and that's the case that makes, for every single character. Yeah, but that makes a lot of intuitive sense compared to the directional input. So, for example. Yeah. Your offs, so you are, uh, let's say you're Fox, right? You're off stage, you jump, um, and you think, okay, I need to go up. How do I go up? I press the up button and my special button, right? Yeah, they're good about that, making up yeah. feel like an up move and down off. Exactly, like a down exactly, move. right? That's kind of a layer of like intuition designer has to sort of make it easy to learn, right? less yeah you don't have to think about it as much so to do illusion the forward b for fox you think okay i have to get over there it's forward uh i wonder what pressing forward b does and it does kind of what you expect it to do right mm-hmm. uh, if you're so so uh that's that basically is is why having that extra layer of intuition um, helps a lot with the early part of learning the game right yep Obviously, once you reach mastery, it's the same. But uh, yeah, or same enough. I mean, right. like you said, though, even at high level, you still see mistakes, right? Like input. You mistakes do, on... you do, and that's. I think that's kind of the value of this. Um, but uh, I think what. But to wrap up this point, I think one of the problems with directional inputs being counterintuitive or not intuitive mm-hmm. uh, is that. Uh, you have to learn it at the beginning, right? Like because, ahead of time, or yeah, either ahead of time or before you start playing, right? It's yeah, like you better start reading that little note on right. the console. Like, yeah, exactly. That has their first moves. Because you, if you don't learn it, you can't do the special, uh-huh. right? And you can't really figure out that that's how you do the special without learning it. Yeah, and like if you play with friends, you might be like, all right, for the first thirty seconds, I'm just gonna, or first ten seconds, I'm gonna just learn all mm-hmm. my moves, and then we mm-hmm. can go. Yeah, but you can't do that online. Exactly right, and that that moves the burden of learning way up to the very front, which is the worst place to put it. Right, like how many even outside of fighting games, how many times have you like started a new game, and it hits you with this like fifteen minute tutorial, and you're just like I'm. I'm done. Like I can't yeah, read another sure. paragraph. Exactly right. That's the worst. Uh, that is sometimes the only, but that is really the worst way to teach someone how to play your game. Right? It's to hit them with yeah. this. Yeah. But there's read not, this like, paragraph real quick. So real time strategy comes to mind is like kind of a complicated thing to learn at first. Uh, uh, but you can you can do it step by step, right? Like yes. you can be like, all right, there's a whole level where you can only use your basic infantry yes, or whatever yes, exactly. and now in the next level we're going to teach you how to build a base there mm. doesn't seem to be something there's not really anything like that in no fighting games unless no there single isn't. player modes have that in that's some why way. uh i don't think we'll get to it today we'll probably have to cut it but that is why i think the single player content is the bridge that's needed and it is something that basically doesn't exist in uh, what I would consider like a competent form in any fight. Yeah, game. there should be like a, a um, single player versus AI that 
all right, on this level, you can only do damage with super moves. Or exactly. You yeah, can only beat them with, a, with your, or I guess, special and super. Yeah. Right. And uh, hopefully it's more gamified than just a tutorial, right? Yeah. But yeah. Um, I think that would be very, that's very important. Um, so, so one thing, uh, wow, World of Warcraft does this really well. Uh, MMOs in general, um, Lost Ark, not so much, I guess, but uh, Final Fantasy, wow. Um, the leveling experience is slow and boring. People are like, well, why do I have to level my character and play through the story for, uh, it takes like three weeks, right? At least, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, unless you're rushing before you can do character. all the fun stuff, right? Like all my friends are thinking I have to do this stupid leveling stuff, but it's yeah. very important. Uh, I learned this lesson uh, when I joined, like I used to play uh, while in a private server and then I joined a separate private server that was just for PVP. And then you just, they start you at end game and you just get all uh -huh. your gear and stuff. I mean, it's for PVP, right? That's kind of the point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what I realized was like, holy shit, like uh, I, I took for granted how much that leveling experience, adding one skill at a time and then using it for a while, right? Yeah. And then adding another one, how much that uh, was uh, vital in learning how to play the game. Right? Yeah, I mean, uh, Lost Ark had a, sort of a, a ramp with yeah that's unlock true unlock all your skills right at, at that's the true I, right? I i did forget about that um that is true you did have one one at a time uh, but it's also one of those games where it's like uh, there are things i would never figure out if i'm not using yeah some yeah. Uh, uh other other uh info online right the thing with lost dark also is that like there's not that much variety in the leveling content so it's just like I can use this other skill, but why? You know, yeah, like you find there's the no work and... challenge. Like I think, I think Final Fantasy and uh, Final Fantasy and WoW, at least when I played WoW, do a good job of sort of like making every new skill have a purpose, have uh -huh. a clear purpose, and you're just like, oh, well, I can do this thing better now, or I can, oh, I clearly need to use this skill before this other skill. Do um, they? That's... I like it when it. I assume this happens all the time in late game MMOs, but like. You have to do. There are certain skill setups going into this dungeon that'll be better yeah. than others. It's not just yes. the highest level stuff you use mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. There's like a term. That's uh, there's a term for this. I don't remember. I don't. I'm. I don't know if we ever talked about this. I'm. I'm really anti like, the you know, uh, video game design terminology being part of the vernacular. Um, you mean it like, captures, like using like, it using using it casually? Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I I, I, I even. I still bristle at RNG, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's because of that reason. Because it's like anyone hearing that will be like, what the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, exactly. There's so many associations with it, right? You already decided that that's good or bad, and you're just like, and I also, I know it's, I know it's not technically luck, but you could generally use the word luck. That's true. Yeah, that places. is, that is true. Anyway, that's um, my pet. That's an interesting topic for another time. Uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, Moving basically, yeah. The point, uh, and I think it's we both agree on this, is that putting you you want to move the burden of learning as far back as you can, right? Um, yes. So you you can actually get some time playing yes. the game where you don't. So have you to can learn play. Anything. You can have fun using this one thing, and then you can have, and then you get this new thing. It's like, oh, this is cool. I can have more fun doing this other thing and the old thing I'm now familiar with. Um, and directional inputs, kind of forcibly put them at the beginning. So why don't any other fighting games do what Smash does? So there is a fighting game. 
from the company that you used to work at. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. Yeah, Riot Games is fighter. They're trying to do just that, right? They're doing exactly that, right? They have a B button. Uh, yeah. Which I think is important. Like, uh, so so uh, I guess one, one other argument um, to point out is that often people say, well, direction inputs add no value, right? Like, why not just have a B button? Um, I, I can see where that's coming from, but I don't think it's true that they add no value. Uh, you might think that the value they add is pointless, um, <laughs> but I think they add uh, a couple things. So one thing they add is they very significantly raise the execution ceiling. Not the same thing yep. as a skill ceiling, although very similar, right? But specifically uh -huh. with execution, uh, it's the thing we talked about before, right? A, uh, a tournament winner, an EVO winner, world champion, still drops, still makes execution mistakes because the inputs are hard. Yeah. Right. It's sort of making an arbitrary layer of difficulty around doing your move. Uh, obviously, you can do the same thing with a B button, right? But the the number of occurrences is obviously just much higher, right? So it's like, okay, well, with a B button, you can only mess up in a couple ways. You can like your stick can be too far up when you're trying to go to the side. Um, yeah, in terms of just like uh, hit uh, doing the wrong move. Right. Yeah. Like making it not doing what you intended to do, right? Yeah. Okay. Even after having practiced a lot, uh, with a B button, you can you can make mistakes, but there's way more ways. You know, I would say an order of magnitude more ways to make a mistake with directional inputs. This mm -hmm. causes mistakes to happen at the highest level, um, and it also causes people with really good execution to have sort of an identity, right? Um, As the person that never never fucks mm -hmm. up. Okay. Uh, never fucks up or does really really hard combos. So ah, there is a like goes for uh, the in Street Fighter Four. Uh, a lot of players that were really good in Street Fighter Four really didn't like Street Fighter Five because the execution barrier was so much lower. Um, and mm. by the way, there is a very interesting video on this by Corey Gaming called the the like the cost of lowering the execution barrier or whatever, mm -hmm. the execution ceiling. Um, basically, uh, a lot of players have put in a lot of time to. It's like okay. Uh, you know, as a human, we only have so much time to get better. I'm going to get really good at doing everything I want precisely. That means I may be worse at neutral or I mean, so let's say, let's say that makes you worse at neutral, right? Which is like, you're just playing the game and you're both uh, not getting hit. So I may get fewer hits than other people, but mm -hmm. I'm going to put my time into execution. So when I do get the hit, I can always do the hardest combo consistently and I can do yeah. more damage with my one hit than my opponent can do with two hits. Right. Okay. Um, that's, you know, uh, those people think it's valuable. Uh, people that make games think it's Wait, valuable. So, the, so, so are we saying that that brings in sort of another element other than pure skill? Yes. It brings in like right uh, memorization and time, muscle memory, uh, practice. Right. It kind of it's yeah, like uh, it's like an like think about it from a sports real world athlete sports perspective, right? Mm -hmm. Um, by being very, by being, you can, in, in, you know, in real sports, by being even more precise with your movements and then even more precise with your body control, you can get an advantage, right? Yeah, you get little, uh, little advantages, yeah. Yeah. In chess, you can't do that, right? In poker, you can't do that. You, there's no, nothing physical you can do. Uh, uh, you know, online chess is its own thing. In chess, obviously, there's like, oh, you can accidentally, you cannot accidentally knock a piece over. But, at a high or, level, uh, there's there's a level of skill if you can do smack talk. 
Well, that's that's definitely also. I do true. want to talk about that at some point too. Maybe next. Oh, okay. Time. Um. So, basically, it's saying there is a physical. Uh, you're trying to increase the physical component that makes you better at a game, not just the strategic component. If that makes sense. Uh, yes, it makes sense. Right. Um, so you know, sports are very far on one side. Chess is on the other side. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's say your fighting game is in the middle, and you have a B button. If you uh, if you at change the B button to having directional inputs, you move in the sports direction, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and mm -hmm. that's, if you want to do that, and I, I think people enjoy that and people want to do that, uh, that's the value it adds. Uh, if you don't want to do yeah, that because then, of the cost. And then right? people, high level people pulling off those moves is extra impressive right. when watching, right. okay. That's very true, that's a good point actually, I didn't think about it. But that, that is very true and impressive, but unfortunately, a lot of the time, it's only impressive if you know that it's hard because it will often look like everything else if you don't know what's going on, right? Yeah, that's true. That is that is an unfortunate aspect as well that I didn't think about. Um, yeah, the most complicated stuff isn't just doing your super. It's doing right. combos in specific exactly. situations. Exactly, but the super is the thing that looks the coolest, right? Or yeah. in the specials. Um, the anime face. And yeah, exactly. So... Huh. Uh, and and the very the other thing this is a very minor point is just that it uh, execution or having directional input specifically uh, makes more um, button economy or like it lets you do more with the same one of buttons, right? Yeah, so, yeah, you can yeah right. You can add new stuff kind of forever if you can do that mm -hmm. much. If you just consider the, if even if you just have a B button that's a special button, where, well, mm -hmm. if you only have up down left right neutral. That's five. But if you yeah. have up, down, left, right, neutral, quarter circle forward, quarter circle back, yeah, you got points. down, down, half circle, DP, right? You just uh, without adding more buttons, you can you can do more with them, which so, which is so value. That, that makes sense on paper to me, but mm -hmm. I, I wonder does that actually is that actually an issue? Like we also have mm. six. Like Street Fighter also has six buttons, three punches yes. and three kicks, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is like. They have so much stuff they can they do. do with that that they don't yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess they do. I guess if you if you think about it, down be you know, down medium kick and up medium kick are, are their own things from like. Yep. So they're not exactly special moves, but they're still different. Yeah. Moves. So you have normals that change right based on directions. Uh, so yeah. so the way Street Fighter works, the reason this kind of happened is that all the buttons are in Smash Parlance A buttons, right? Mm -hmm. They all do a normal. And then you have directional normals as well, um, yep. uh, and then the specials. All the specials. Uh, there's no B button. All the specials are just the normals, but you have a directional input in front of them. Um, yeah. So, mm -hmm. so uh, Smash has the same thing. It actually has the exactly the same thing. And I actually think Smash's paradigm is harder for me to do than oh, directional it's the stick inputs. movement, right? Yeah. So smash like is tilted. If you push it over slightly, and if you yes. push it over fast, yeah. Yes. So if you go all the way to the edge with your stick, and you press A, you get a smash attack. If you mm -hmm. go halfway, uh, I, I don't know exactly amount, but if you tilt it slightly in the direction, you get a tilt attack. I yeah. actually find that really hard to do, right? But it's more intuitive, which is the point. Like, at some point when you want to enter a tournament, you have to learn how to do this precisely. But you don't have to learn at the beginning. You want to hit forward. You press the forward button and you press A, and some attack that goes in that direction comes out. Right. Yeah, and there's also the smash attack in addition to all the way right, right. or left. Doing it yeah, exactly. quickly, going from neutral to left or right, will do a, right. an even more powerful attack. 
and holding right. it will do another one. Right. Um, the uh, yeah, that's true. There is extra stuff to learn, and that you don't need to just play. But again, like that that control scheme is the same for every character. It's not like you have to right. learn it. Once you learn right. it, you got it. Right. Which is not the same as Street Fighter. Like if there's a new character, uh, you're going to learn new stuff. Probably. I, I would actually say that's not true. I mean, they they don't really they, add they new directional same, inputs, right? I mean, that's true, but you don't... But it's not like I can just be like, all right, up B, B, down B, I know all my moves. You have to like look that, up what they are. Yeah, that is true. There's more, there's more moves, right? Which is which is the downside of having button economy, which is like, yeah. well, you have you can do more with these buttons, but then you have to do you can do more with these buttons and then you have to learn this stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. So, And also, you know, you, we, one thing we didn't mention is directional inputs also add uh, not only complication, but time to an input in a way mm, that... yes doesn't happen in a mm -hmm. lot of other games unless you have like a cool up yeah <laughs> wind up yeah yeah for sure uh and that's that's another level of i mean that's a huge part of the strategy is knowing how much time and frames i have mm -hmm. to do this complicated directional input uh because you can't do it in all situations right like yep. Uh, yep. like blanca and uh what's his name the guile Oh, they there's also the charge holds. inputs. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, charge inputs, yeah. which you yeah, have to yeah, like really exactly. kind of play around in a way that you uh, don't with other other characters. And it actually adds sort of an in, an interesting wrinkle in in person. If if you are playing against a sort of person that will notice what you are doing with your Joey mm -hmm. stick, which is possible. Like I know of people mm -hmm. who do like peek at what you're doing, and if they see you holding, they know you're holding. And there's only a certain and amount of things you folding? can do. Uh, and then they, they're going to see you folding soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to learn when to hold them. And when yeah. to fold. Them. Um, that's true. That's that's actually true. You know, in Smash as well. Um, in a, in less scenarios, um, but I, one of the common places that shows up is when you are blocking and you want to uh, do an invincible reversal, right, or a dragon mm -hmm. punch. Uh, yes, in, mm -hmm. in the common parlance, because the DP motion is forward, the first motion is forward. You can't block while you do that motion. Therefore, uh, when you are getting hit, you have to be very precise with when you buffer your DP, right? Yes, because Meaning if you like do it, you got to block and then immediately do it. Yeah, you got to block immediately, block or you have animation. to do it. You have to do it uh, when you know that they're in recovery, right? Yes, and yes, you're in block, yes. uh, for example. So that's right, that's right. kind of their wrinkle. Um, so basically, the short the summary is that directional inputs add execution ceiling. They add complexity, right? Um, so there's upside. That's the upside, and uh, as we've documented, there's similarly a lot of downside, right? Yeah, I mean, to um, your point of it not necessarily being, I mean, it is a level of skill, but it's like you say, it's a level of practice on top of things to know the, all the directional inputs. And so it, I guess I don't always agree with the argument that it uh, raises raises the skill ceiling necessarily. It just I guess that's true. It... So so that's why I guess that's why we want to differentiate. You know, skill has a lot of components, right? So we can say there's an execution ceiling, and then there's a yeah. strategic ceiling. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. It does not. It does. It, it very slight. I mean, you know. There's there's the stuff we just talked about where it's like oh you know you need to know when to hold forward and when you have charge but 
there's a very very small uh, effect on the strategic ceiling, but mm -hmm. there is a massive effect on the execution ceiling. And if that's yeah. what you want your game to have, then this is a good way to do it. Right? Does um, any other game genre do that kind of thing? Rhythm games are all rhythm games are purely execution. They are 100% right. execution. There's no strategy at all. You just react and you follow the beat and it's all about how well you do that. Yeah, right? and, and that's purely physical. crazy stuff that you do have to like learn how to do. Mm -hmm. It's not just, you know, directions. You, know, you can have right. multiple um, But other than that, I can't think of that many like video games genres that do this. Um, yeah. Obviously, any kind of action game. Well, actually, no, that's not true. There's a lot, actually. I, I take that back. So shooting games, FPS games. There's a uh, strong physical. Can you hear the cat? Yeah, I can hear the cat. Oh, well, the cat's going to be a co-star. Uh, that's just get us more listeners. He... I don't know what he needs, but he's. Uh... He's talking to you. Yeah, he's talking to us. Um, uh, so FPS games have a strong execution element, right? Because you have to point your mouse very quickly at the spot and then click it, right? Um, that's uh, yeah. That's... I mean, that's true. There's a high execution element, but it's like this feels this feels like an extra tacked-on execution element as opposed to like mm -hmm. a. It's not intuitive, part right? Of the exactly. Game. That's that's what we keep coming back to. It's not yeah, intuitive. Yeah, you're right. It's not intuitive. FPS yeah. is super intuitive. Your mouse is the crosshair. You click on the other person. You shoot them, right? Yeah. This at least, one, at least if you're a PC user, it's yes, it's something you get you've it, been learning right? already. Yeah. Someone, you use a mouse. Someone says, "In this game, your mouse is your crosshair. You click, it shoots there." Everyone yeah. understands what that means, right? If you've yeah. used a mouse before, the the thing we keep coming back to is that um, directional inputs are arbitrary. They're totally arbitrary and they're not intuitive. There's no intuitive connection. And so Yeah, they're like a magical incantation for you to exactly. do your moves. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's that's a great summary. It's a it's a spell that you have to cast, right? If you have your memorized. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, there's other games with you know, uh MOBAs have execution ceiling and things like uh, you know, clicking accurately, doing your combo quickly, you know, using pressing your buttons in the right order, MMOs yeah, similar. Last hitting. You know. Um and and as you get less and less action, basically it's like an action scale, right? Like the higher action, uh, the higher your game is action, the more execution ceiling, and the more your game is uh, turn-based or card-based or tactics, the less execution there is until you get to chess, right? And chess is zero. Uh, in yeah, yeah. And again, though, I mean, I, I think we're agreeing, but again, like all, all those those other examples, they, like the the gameplay is more complicated itself right. rather than right it's on top of the gameplay yeah. yes exactly. exactly and the gameplay and fighting games are already complicated enough right like as soon as you get past the beginner level and you start learning about what people do i mean it's really uh, kind of weird to think about how much and how long this has been a convention of the of the genre right that there's just not other like no i can't even think of did, did people try did any companies try Fighting games that were simplified away from directional yeah. inputs. Well, um, well, first of all, there's Smash, right? As we've yeah, talked Smash. About. But, yeah. but uh, there's there's sort of um, like what do you call them? Like uh, there's there's a word. It means like uh, 
like research games maybe i don't know but like dive kick for example that's definitely not the right word but it's it's sort of a game that's there to kind of make a point right um and dive kick is is that for example or footsies very similar where what's what's the point uh the point of dive kick is that like well you can have a lot of what makes fighting games interesting with two buttons right Ah, yeah uh not even a not even directions just uh jump and kick or dive and kick did you know that the original Street Fighter arcade game, the first version of it, had just two buttons and a really? joystick? Really? Interesting. Yeah, it had oh, a punch and actually, a kick. And they were like big. This. And so they were also pressure sensitive. So they were like oh, big rubber buttons. I hate. Kind of. And you, the, depending on how hard you pushed it or hit it, it would do, you know, light, medium, or hard. Yeah. Times. But that sucked. And also, uh, they arcade machines would get broken real fast because people were just hammering that's, on those things. Yeah, that that makes sense. Uh, I was gonna say that's how you do in in Smash. There's a short hop. There's a full hop and a short hop. Right. To do a short hop, you have to press the jump button lightly, and I oh, hate really? doing that. Yeah. Oh wow, that's. that's uh, I don't know about Smash. I, I think I'm sure it's in 64, but um, like short hop and tilt uh, are basically like analog motions, right? Like directional uh-huh. inputs for all their issues are like deterministic, right? Like you can go into training mode and you can see, well, when my stick is here, I can go put my stick all the way to the end and all the way to the bottom, all the way to the right, and I'll hopefully get the right input, right? Um, Uh Analog motions are like, well, there's a range, and in this range, it does this, and in that range, it does that, right? And I I, uh, do not like Smash because I don't like doing that. Um, Interesting. But Uh, again. Yeah, I guess I'm okay with that sort of finesse but i i can see how that's you know, sort of a different kind i think of it's like a especially I think it's for like a pc a, player like yeah stick stuff i do think it's like a pc versus console uh experience thing because uh again, obviously you if you have play a fighting stick right uh, i do have a stick i actually use a these days or uh sorry i i hate that company never mind cut that out bleep it out okay. uh i use a all button controller um mm-hmm. basically it's for uh buttons instead of a stick so it's like a, it's like a number oh uh, right i have seen this so there's no yeah. stick but you learn how to yeah. move by buttons yeah Gosh, that sounds tough it is tough it's again it's very counterintuitive right but, um, but i have hand you, paint, after a while so you i do it become yeah. second nature i'm sure that's exactly the thing right this is another example of like you at the end once you put in the time uh, you maybe you even put in the same amount of time and you end up with the same you end up more or less the same place right but in one case you have to put in the time right at the beginning and in another case you can kind of learn it as you go along right right and you can rely yeah, on I mean, intuition it seems like what we're one. landing on is that uh whether or not you include directional buttons there's got to be some way to push back the learning a little bit if we're going to mm-hmm. expand yeah the size of this genre or the yeah. people who play it or just to and, get new people in essentially and that's exactly what i uh, we should talk about next time All right. uh, i want to talk about uh what kind of niche we can fill that fulfills sort of all these problems that we've popped out right uh we yeah. landed what's all these the, problems the we game? landed on like high level solutions how can we make a game that kind of captures those things uh, all right. yeah all right and and similarly i actually think project l uh is yeah, doing a lot of those things. things i i actually think uh, a lot of the things i thought negatively about it i thought about it more as i as we were preparing this and 
I think they are doing a good job at bridging this, some of the specific gaps that we've talked about. I, uh, I hope so. I mean, it certainly seems like it. I, I'm, I'm excited to see what they, you know, they come out with. Yeah. Uh, um, cool. I just sent you a picture so, of the Street Fighter console, by the way. Oh, I did see. Yeah, I saw that. That is, uh, I mean, that doesn't look, honestly, it looks less bad than I was expecting, but uh -huh. uh, still not great. Um, still. Yeah. It's a weird idea. Still tough. Uh, I mean, it was weird to have more than two buttons because, like, beat them up was usually two buttons, right? Or like four buttons or something. Uh, yeah, jump and attack. You may have like a special. Yeah, I see. Uh, For beat em ups, so. yeah, that's as that's about as complicated as I've ever got. Makes sense. Uh, All right, well, we're right. we're across the two hour mark, so we can wrap it and and leave our uh, millions of viewers um, yeah, uh, with a cliffhanger here about how 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 what kind of game we're going to make to uh try to capture or try to fix some of these problems and how how we can do that and hopefully grow the genre in a different way yeah and i also i also want to just chat about the uh uh what the arcade experience is like oh yeah little. that'd be great just because mm -hmm. i i spent in college i, w I wasted several years at the arcade several and, uh, years that's uh, yep. <laughs> so that's strong yeah, uh, so I, I do think we should that. talk about the community. Actually, I think that was the that was the next that was a important yeah, we point. Talk about we that hammer, too. Which is community super important. All right, so thanks for listening to episode five of Open Betas with Regal and Swim Fan. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>